Hello, and welcome to The Hill is Always Greener, a show where four friends and a guest have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth, especially with something as old as today's topic. <laughs> I'm Rock the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Falero. And who's that? And I am Cybernetic Pink Eye. <gasps> Yay! Whoa! Yay! I am among strangers here in a strange land. <laughs> that is not true, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, you've slowly been converting me, to your credit. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. Yeah, it's work in progress. Well, good discussion, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, what, what do you know about Sonic? Uh, well, uh, it's a funny story, actually. Um, so I actually got started by playing the Sonic and Knuckles collection on my dad's old uh, IBM work laptop wow. when I was but a wee lad. We have uh, talked extensively about that collection. Oh, yes. <laughs> and from there, it only went downhill because uh, my initial exposure to... 3D Sonic, I would find out, was, according to Luke, the worst possible combination feasible, oh, because <laughs> it was the GameCube ports of Sonic Adventures 1 and 2, oh, no. the PS2 version of Shadow, oh, no. and the Wii version of Sonic Unleashed. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> you kind of had the, sta- the deck stacked against you going in. A little bit. A little bit. So, for the longest time, I was... Also in the camp of, like, 3D Sonic equals just by default. But with a little help from uh, our friend here, as well as our mutual friend, uh, Nezumi VA, I have Mm. slowly but surely become more and more of a convert. Um, uh, through things like Sonic Mania, Generations, the IDW comics, a handful of other things. Uh, so yeah, I am all here for this. Uh, and, uh, a little experience in another field has got me especially excited about the topic of today's episode. Yes. But God, isn't it interesting how, like, having people curate a certain Sonic experience for you of good Sonic things can actually turn you around to realizing Sonic is good, actually. (laughs) Yeah, funny that. (laughs) It's all on how you approach things. <sighs> to be fair, Sonic really runs the gamut of quality, and we know that. Yeah, I was going to say, is what like, he does. you know, not to let Sega off the hook there, is, you know, some of their most, most classic 3D games, even though we love to sing the praises of, like, moderns and whatnot, like, come on, we have shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what are you going to, what are you going to do? <laughs> Play Sonic the Hedgehog. That's what I do. Woo. Yeah, but the good yeah. ones, if I can help it. But what can we do if we're not playing Sonic the Hedgehog? How can we get more Sonic goodness in our lives? Well, there's tele- TV shows, there's comics, there's novelizations. There's... What if I can't read? <laughs> there's oh, candy. I was going to suggest saucy fan fiction, but um... <laughs> you going to say you can't eat too? <laughs> no, there's the Sonic Curry. That's how you get them. Oh, oh. yeah, that's how you get them sick. Um, yeah, just get it directly injected into the bloodstream. Yeah, you can get a lot of things from that Sonic Curry. Yeah. <laughs> it's blue. Yeah, no, what you what, what you do is you take them to that old abandoned Japanese theme park to the creepy Sonic cutout, and you just scare the <laughs> put the fear of Sonic into them. Oh my! <laughs> just find the ruins of Sega World. God. Spend the night. Hope that you don't get you know kidnapped by the boom boos or something. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, what I was not so slyly trying to <laughs> point to was that uh, today we're going to be listening to the Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2 soundtracks. We're going to do another listening party. Woo! Hell yeah. Like this is going to be an interesting one because Sonic 1 and 2, fantastic soundtracks composed by Masato Nakamura of Dreams Come True, which is the reason why Sega technically does not own any of the music and yeah. has to pay up anytime they want to use it. Uh-huh. But... In 2011, they released a soundtrack CD that actually has all of Nakamura's original demo tracks for each of the songs. So we're going to be going through each one, listening to the original Mega Drive Genesis version and the original demo version to compare and kind of get better insight into the sound that Nakamura was trying to convey when composing these tracks. I think I think it's going to be real interesting. Nice. Because this is the or- this is the origin of Sonic's musical identity in a way. Uh, not that it carried mm. through all of Sonic because of those you know royalty issues. Uh, but it's God, isn't it weird? It's like if Mario, if like Koji Kondo was just like for the first after the first couple of Mario games, just like nah, pay up, fam. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have the <laughs> iconic Mario music. Um, yeah. But hey. Sonic has survived regardless, but I just like listening uh-huh. back to these. Legal no, wait, I, want, I want to continue. I want to continue this thought experiment. What if it was Mario is all the same except any instance of the Super Mario Brothers theme is replaced with the Super Mario World theme forever? Actually, I don't mind that because I really like the Super Mario World theme. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I just find it amazing that like much like the games themselves, Sonic's soundtrack has gone through multiple eras. Like ob- obviously, we had the classic era, we'll, which we'll be talking about today. We had the infamous Butt Rock era with you know Sonic Adventure and everything that followed that, and now we've entered the screamo era yeah we have uh, <laughs> yeah we and have. i am living for it sure as heck works for frontiers um yes and even then it's it's not so cut and dry because there's a lot of like really nice techno and edm and like frontiers yep. yeah, or yep. even even you know like uh forces introduced a lot of that so it's mm. it's a the nice the nice little piano medleys they've been doing since uh like unleashed mm-hmm. yeah and and That's another thing I appreciate about it, honestly, even just looking at it from a symbolic standpoint, like Sonic was absolutely a product of its time when it was first introduced. And I appreciate that as Sonic has changed both in terms of like its scope and general attitude and let's be honest, all of us, as you mentioned before, finding it more and more difficult to relate to the youths, as it were, (laughs) uh, the soundtrack has also shifted and changed and in many aspects matured with it that is true but there is always part of me that's like oh but i missed in my sonic that's <laughs> that seems like as good a point as any to start going through so yep. i have yeah. pulled out i have pulled up the albums and let's start where it all began with mm. the uh title screen starting first with the sonic sonic that jog one and then the Similar, but maybe a little bit different Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. Take us away, DJ420. True class. And now Sonic 2. No sparklies. Whoa. Little twinklies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like those twinklies are sort of like. For me, at least, they are very representative of, like, that overall classic Sonic feel. Because, like, no offense to the original, but just sounds like someone 
like the bass player suddenly died. He's now the ba- the bass player is now just up in the stars with tails like in Game Gear Sonic 2. Like, no wonder we haven't seen Mighty for a while. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh poor Mighty. <laughs> He's alive now, it's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> I do hope it comes through on this episode, but it, it is hard to overstate like how nice this album sounds. Like this mm-hmm. is a bunch of 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 chiptune slash you know video game music and this is an incredibly high quality album release um yeah i know i uh own this i i haven't checked to see if it's streaming anywhere else i know the physical cd was japan only but man it is so interesting that like oh yeah the this might this might be how the artist intended these to be heard and in fact i think these are the tracks that are used in sonic origins and the uh, the remasters in general. I mean, that also seems to be a recurring theme, by the way, of like a lot of the the best music getting like trapped in Japan until like decades later, when the rest of the world discovers just how good it was. Yeah, I know the Japanese music industry as a whole is a uh, is quite a quite a beast that I am unfamiliar with. Other than the fact that you know we're we're talking about that Nakamura like owns all this music, which you know I would say from an artist perspective, I'm glad. And so anytime say anytime Sega doesn't feature it or does sound alikes, I'm like ah you cheap bastards. But you know I'm not going to claim to be like an expert. Uh, you know uh, un slightly unrelated but like the insanity that uh re-releasing evangelion on home video with uh Mm. any version of fly me to the moon like i think attests to that but (laughs) like i said i don't know jack about nothing uh, except (laughs) that uh that seems a little silly I, I've already said my piece back in the Lego Dimensions episode, so I will say nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I do want to hop in real quick and mention that this album actually is on streaming services. I just checked mm. YouTube Music, and um, it's under it's titled as Sonic the Hedgehog 1 and 2 Soundtrack, and Masato Nakamura is the artist. So it's not under Sega, as far as I can tell. It's under Masato. Yeah, the, ah. Sega's weird with, they have re-released a lot of Sonic albums um, on streaming services, but they do have an interesting habit of crediting the artist as Sega or Sega Sound Team right. or Sonic Sound Team, and then the yeah. actual artist will be, uh, y- you know, listed elsewhere and other notes. In fact, dating the recording, but uh, I went to the gym to have a nice exercise, and I was like, ah, hey, you know what? I'm going to put on that first Sonic Rush album, only to find it is not on, uh, at least not on Apple Music anymore, and mm. I had to upload my own files, and checking again, like, there is no Sega sound team credited on that. It's just, uh, you know, Hideki Neganuma. Um, so I don't know. S- Sega's weird. Hey, Sega being weird about Sonic music? Oh, my goodness. That's never <laughs> happened before. But know, right? yeah, never will again. Yeah. Hey, co- copyright's a weird thing. <laughs> we know more than most. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, I know we're mainly just going to be covering Sonic 1 and 2 today, but and I'm not sure if there will be like another episode potentially on the soundtracks. Can we take a moment to talk about the whole Michael Jackson Sonic 3 soundtrack thing? (laughs) Oh yeah, we have. Yeah, Yeah, we have a couple of times. 
God. You, you mean the Brad Buxer Sonic 3 soundtrack? Thing? Yeah. Which <laughs> as well be, to be honest, from what I understand it. Like, God. MJ was involved, but, like, I think it was yeah. mostly his sound team that was making music for Sonic 3. Like, yeah. the people who wrote his songs. <laughs> That clip that I have shared on this show before of Brad Buxer just saying like, oh, no, I did it. I did it all and showed it to Michael. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great, Brad. Send it to Sega. <laughs> the end. Mystery and then, solved. And then they put it on the Mega Drive and, and Michael Jackson was like, no, that sounds terrible. Throw it away. Uh-huh. Uh, supposedly. Yeah. So supposedly. the story goes. Yeah. I yeah. remember like when I first heard about that, when I was just like going through the music, when I was first getting into the like the groove of, oh, no, wait, Sonic is actually good. Uh, and I found that little tip and I was like, what in the f-? like I, <laughs> I went down so many rabbit holes because there's so much conflicting information out there on the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And it's just uh, and now you can never listen to Strangers in Moscow the same way again. Well, I, yeah. I mean. I can't listen. listen to Michael Jackson music the same way again anyway. So, um, <laughs> That's say. true. That's right. True. I, about the only unsolved mystery is whether or not Sega, like, distanced themselves because of copyright or because of the Troubles, which yes. we're not, we c- cannot go yeah. into detail on yeah. this show. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, the Sonic 3 music stuff is weird. We we definitely will have a Sonic 3 and Knuckles listening party specifically with with the uh the well yeah the original slash beta tracks the the pc midi versions and you know the, the the current tracks that are available on origins and whatnot but amazing for another day yes for another day but for this day however let's listen to the demo version of that title screen Casio keyboard stuff. Yeah, I was gonna yes. say that is the middiest midi that's ever midied. My- <laughs> there's, there's a bigger brass section in that track alone than Gen Three of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. my, my, it is uh, very, it is very cute though. It is, it is definitely stands out to me as like, oh, this was. I think this was intended to be like the a jingle that is instantly recognizable, and I, I think it definitely mm. accomplishes that. Yep. It's Absolutely. interesting though that that's like like this is the first time we've heard that here of the original version like played on a keyboard I'm assuming uh, or some sort of synthesizer. And uh it's funny to imagine like the more iconic version that came from that by like crushing it down. And it just reminds mm-hmm. me of how like if you heard like speaking of Super Mario World again, have you heard the restored versions of the Super Mario World soundtrack when yeah, they got the original exactly. samples? And it sound uh, and it sounds keyboardy as hell, but it's really interesting. <laughs> I feel like was was that the uh, the another listening party we did? Didn't we t- talk about that too? We talked about it during the Sonic Advance episode. Oh, hey, that's guess right. What? We talk about the same things a lot. On this <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like all Sonic fans. Yeah, I mean, I mean th- that's the other thing about it, though, is that like, I mean, y- number one, yes, it was a matter of like being limited by technology at the time, but also a lot of this has to do with like making the most of what you had given those limitations. Like, for example, the whole thing about, like, why, you know, old pixel art nowadays looks so blocky is because it wasn't made for modern monitors. It was for those CRTs where the individual cells sort of Mm -hmm. blurred things so things looked more, you know, smooth. It's the same thing with, like, old speakers and stuff when it came to, like, early chip music and stuff. Like, yes, it's going to sound very clicky and primitive nowadays, but for what we had available to us at the time, this was, like, cutting-edge stuff. 
Mm -hmm. You make a really good point. It kind of reminds me of our discussion about, once again, Sonic Advance and how, like, yes, all of the uh, uh, Game Boy Advance games tended to sound a little bit bombastic, but that sounded right coming from that little portable. Yep. Speaking of bombastic, though, we do have an extended version of the theme that sounds... Let's we I think we played this during our uh, Bible episode and it's clear that this was planned for something a little bit more dramatic, let's say. Oh, so here's the one. full version of the title <laughs> theme. <laughs> Playing. Tail, stop flying over. I know, you can just see all the American flags and fireworks going off. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, this is the victory. Like, I was gonna say, I half expected it to break down into the solstice title theme like, for a second there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, like, we're always saying that Sonic was always meant to be American, and boy, Masato Nakamura knew it, because listen to Oh, that. yes. <laughs> I know, for real. <laughs> like, again, like, if, if memory serves, wasn't it, like, in one of the Sonic Bibles that I grew up next to, like, a fast food place, and that is oh, yeah. Hardy, Nebraska. a toxic waste? <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was one of the early Bibles for Sonic. Well, the other yeah. one was, you know, he was the reincarnated carnated soul of a fighter pilot or whatever. Yeah. And, yep. you know, you hear the jet in the background. It's an appropriate soundscape, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yep. The- God, when I first heard that extended melody, though, I was like, what? There was more to this intended? And suddenly it all <laughs> kind of made sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it even comes down to the phrasing of the title, like, theme of Sonic the Hedgehog. Right. Like, when I see that, I, I, I suddenly think of, like, theme of love from Berserk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're in for something epic here. <laughs> I know. I th- oh, man, I can't remember if I've said that before, but I love how so many, and it, it does tend to be, like, uh, a video game and anime soundtracks. I love that I, there are multiple series I have experienced where there is just a love theme. <laughs> God. I immediately think of love theme from FF4. Yeah, I'll say this before I forget. <laughs> it is super, and I think we we also mentioned this last time we talked about Adventures of Sonic, but that this little theme, uh, you know, I, I think we joked about how it's just off enough, but I mean, that is the theme of Sonic the Hedgehog and Adventures of Sonic is a riff on Nakamura's theme that's, yep. you know, just different enough combined with... um. Uh, what is it? Hall of the Mountain of King and et cetera, et cetera. To oh, yeah. God. <laughs> you know, he didn't pick up the phone or didn't know about it. <laughs> Theme of Sonic the Hedgehog for these two games only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of these two games, we're going to do what we usually do and get the jingles and stuff out of the way first since they're okay, all yeah. shared between the two. So let's start with the one up. Feels very rugratsy. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> oh man, no. talk about a pioneer in synthesizer music. <laughs> Maybe it's just because I'm used to the versions from uh, the Sonic 3D? yeah Sonic 3D, but it still feels a little bit incomplete without the 
complete synthesized orchestra playing it all at once from the PC version. <laughs> I mean, it, I, that's just it. Th- those drums at the end make the difference between like the opening to f- like <laughs> like 20th Century Fox to hang on to your diapies, babies. Yeah. <laughs> Jump to the power up theme. Oh no, see, I'm poisoned. Because now I hear Echo the Dolphin. He's a dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> we will never stop having these little references to that other podcast. <laughs> no, that's from Sonic the Comic the Podcast. Go listen to it. And now the Sonic 2 version, which is a little bit faster. Yeah, oh. the tempo is a little bit different. Yeah, funny that. Hmm. I mean, the game was meant to be a bit faster, a bit more streamlined, so it kind of makes sense. Down to the amount of chemicals they put in his hair. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, he's much more blue. That's what the chemical plant sounds for. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, they were making hair gel. Oh, boy. (laughs) No demo track on that one, sadly. But uh, jumping forward to stage clear. It always gives you a good feeling. Oh, whoa. I forgot about this. <laughs> Back to the Hoenn region, I guess. <laughs> That's That almost feels a little Sonic CD. A little, a little bit. bit. Like, like just the tone, not the not actually comparing the level clear. It's a little warped uh, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, it is interesting that, you know, because of... Nakamura owning the tracks. You know, this was the first level clear, but in my mind, the Sonic 3 level clear theme is the Sonic level clear theme, just because they keep bringing it back. That's, yeah. You can't help it, really. I don't know what it is, but, like, every time I hear, like, an updated version of, like, a chiptune like, piece of video game music and they add a brass section for whatever reason it just rubs me the wrong way and i don't know why oh i was about to i was about to bring it up have you heard what about the the level complete in sonic adventure 2 which is sonic 3 but with lots of horns instead Mm. (laughs) god I know, bringing up unrelated music we're not actually playing right now, but... <laughs> I mean, again, it, it's on topic, so it's yeah. still valid. Yeah. I do like this I do like this theme, though. I, I, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, as much as the other one has become more iconic due to how much we've heard it and how good it is, to be honest, uh, I like this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I like this one because it's more of like a more like a chill like easing out of the level whereas like the sonic 3 one i feel like is more bombastic and also i i couldn't even tell you if the game actually does it but i feel like it holds the last note in sonic 3 and sonic adventure 2 so you can get that tally up and that you know cash register (laughs) (laughs) cha-ching you actually make a good point though because like Sonic 3 started the whole thing of like, hey, the new act starts right after you're done with the first one. So in a way, having this more sort of bombastic one that sort of leads you into the next act kind of makes sense in a way. And you had the level transitions too. So Hmm. whereas this is just like the end of the stage, fade to black, come back again. So, you know, suits the games in a way. Of course, if you don't complete the level and you end up dying, you might hear the continue theme. Okay, I think this is a good time for, to point out that this is my first time hearing a lot of the demo stuff, so... 
now just like subconsciously drawing comparisons to like the uh the mission failed music from Unleashed. Oh, <laughs> Everything yeah. just gets dissonant. Say, you need to tune up that tiny little, uh, tiny little saxophone there. Yeah. 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 Theme, theme of mocking saxophone.mp3. <laughs> <laughs> little brown note at the end there. <laughs> I mean, this conjures the image of of little tails pulling on Sonic's foot oh, as God, he's so considering. Sad. I guess Sonic's, con- you know, he's he's really considering. Like, all right, kid, the ball's in your court. Are you gonna keep going? <laughs> Sorry, that's really good. But the, when when Griffin said that's really sad, it suddenly brought to mind to me the image of Sonic's not just sitting there waiting impatiently. No, he's dead like Mufasa in The Lion King and tails. See, mine was like a funny little fourth wall thing, like, oh no, Tails doesn't get it. It's like, no, we can't just go, buddy. We need, you know, this jackass behind the controller to hit the button. <laughs> You're like, no, he's he's dead. <laughs> I always just pictured as Sonic having an existential crisis, just staring at his hands a la Shinji at the beginning of End of Ava, just like <laughs> I'm so ring sounded up. <laughs> run away yeah. tails run away and yeah. never return <laughs> no oh we know sonic's not scared of the uh, scared of the void you just do a triple boost and get out of it exactly right. <laughs> and if you don't you get a game over I'm interested in the demo because I'm wondering what is those is that like a little xylophone? I love those little high notes. Yep. <laughs> see, see, the thing for me is I I can't dissociate this theme from oh. Sonic for Hire. Oh God! God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, extended. Oh man. Oh, okay, so those little high notes aren't even there. Never mind. <laughs> It's just like a- Man, put some funk in the sax there at the end. <laughs> it's like they got lips from the Muppets to do that version. Yeah. Very That's sad. interesting. There's some pretty big differences in those. Hmm. I I gotta say, like, for both the original and the demo, I appreciate the fact that like they, they could have made it without that just that one kick drum hit that like keeps time the whole time. Cause I feel like not much would be lost without it, but I guess me as a drummer, I, I appreciate it because it's just an interesting little like extra bit that they didn't have to add, but I like it. It's that yeah. extra kick. De- definitely one of those things that if you knew it wasn't there, you would notice right away. Yeah. Yeah. I just like how the original is literally plinky plonky. Um, and mm-hmm. I just, but it's just like they got brought out like a couple of musicians for this one. I was like, oh, it's over. Just, uh, throw something together out there. All right, get out of here. (laughs) So now we're going to jump forward to the uh, incidentals for Sonic 1, starting with the special stage. Yep. God. Ah, the fish waltz. Good old fish wall. Oh, yes. All five or so seconds I got to hear of it when playing. Oh, no. <laughs> Directly Because <laughs> I would goal. immediately hit the... Yep. Oh, the goal! I've got to go there! You know, that yeah, exactly. Thing. Oh, man. I know this... It's I very much like this song and feel like it fits the special stages for Sonic 1. Specifically, yeah. Like, it is interesting that, you know, this is a much more chill theme 
than basically every other special stage theme to succeed it down the line. Yeah. Any bonus stage theme from any other game, I don't think they were doing stuff like this, but I guess... I was going to say, can you imagine doing Blue Spheres to this? (laughs) (laughs) It it would not have been the same. I'd immediately disassociate trying to do (laughs) (laughs) that. But if we listen to the demo version... Now we're getting into some Deltarune stuff. <laughs> <laughs> knowing knowing Dreams Come True's oeuvre, like, I'm almost expecting, like, some some very powerful, like, pop vocals to come up over this. <laughs> yeah. Definitely feels like more of a dance. Like yeah, it was a it was a it was a waltz before, but now you just yeah. you can imagine this playing in like a an OVA of like a I don't know a big. Uh, darn it! You know I usually have words for things, and today I do not. <laughs> <laughs> a ballroom, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. I don't know what it is about the instrumentation, but it just makes me think of a slowed down. Can you feel the sunshine? Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, a little bit. See, and that that voice would not be not be inappropriate at all. The the main synth sounds kind of like Christmassy to me. Yeah. Yeah. That little yeah. twinkle. Uh, it does sound very Christmassy in this demo. Yeah. Version. Keep an eye out. Let's keep an eye out for some Christmas Eve songs. Uh, yeah, as we go move <laughs> I mean, down this soundtrack here on Christmas Island. No, no wait, that's not canon anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I uh, mean, here's the thing. Much like Spider-Man, Sonic has also gotten his own messed up popsicle, so he deserves a Christmas album too. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. But on the other side of the spectrum, we've got the boss theme. I'll get you, Sonic. <laughs> the universal theme of, oh, damn, here comes that boy. <laughs> it is interesting listening to the original Mega Drive version after hearing the advanced version relatively recently. That's true, yeah. This one's definitely a lot more ominous, and I think some of the subsequent boss themes. Yeah, yeah I feel yeah. like I don't. I don't think like many other boss themes took from this, except for no, no. Actually, I feel like the Eggman theme from like Unleash uh, 06 and Unleashed and going forward had this yeah. Like, yeah. energy to mm-hmm. it. But most boss battle music doesn't. That even makes sense thematically because here they're still trying to establish Eggman as a character. Yeah. And so if they're going to be rebooting him, which is, again, as a lot of people know, you know, 06 was meant to be a soft reboot. Yeah. It would make sense that they would want to draw back to that to sort of like bring a new sort of introductory theme and vibe to the character. Yeah. yeah. And, I, and I love that new Eggman theme that we've been uh, consistently getting. One oh, good thing yes. that 06 gave us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Actually, they gave yep. us a lot of good things just, you know, in a very roundabout very, way <laughs> yeah and a questionable package it, it's a weird thing to say but the 06 Eggman theme I sort of associate as being so closely associated with the character as I associate like the Bowser Armada fleet from Mario 3 with Bowser 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, I can see it that. It kind of has evolved to that shore. Um, yeah. Like, like like you said, I think, I can't remember if it was fully orchestrated for 06. I know by the time we got to Unleashed and everything after that, like, there are definitely some orchestrated versions out there. But yeah, yeah. I, I definitely do. If it's not the, uh, which that's just me, I was going to say, if it's not the couple of notes from his uh, Sonic X theme, then yeah, it's that Eggman theme from, yep. from 06. Yeah, like, it's, it's, <laughs> it's got this weird quality to like the arrangement to where it's like it's not strictly speaking dissonant but the melodic pattern to it like catches you off guard to where you're just feeling like unease and uncertainty paired with the sort of militaristic percussion it's scary yeah (laughs) Yeah. from a layperson's perspective yes that that definitely puts it into where it's it's not out of tune it just sounds scary it's it's discordant and uh this original mega drive theme i i feel like has that too it's like uh uh-oh this doesn't sound happy like the green hills theme Exactly, and you know what's interesting is Masato Nakamura has stated that when he was composing this, he was trying, he was thinking like he was composing for a movie, so everything was like a new scene, everything, and that kind of like you know this is, that has that sort of vibe to it. Like here's the big villain, dum 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 dum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But if we listen to that demo version. Imperial marching. Yeah. Those, those under those undercurring little notes. It doesn't quite feel as ominous, but uh, it's still good. It's only the instrumentation that throws me up I, a little bit. I was going to say, like, the reason I started laughing was, like, with, with the beginning notes, like, it just reminded me of, like, what did that remind me of? I realized that's the sound of when you open a minivan and you hear the ding. Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the door being opened. The oh, door wow. <laughs> I think this this is definitely serviced well by speeding it up in the in like the version that we got. Yeah, I I yeah. just my my casual listens of this album, I've noticed that the uh, the tempos get a, a, a get cranked up for the Mega Drive versions. I wonder if that was intentional or if it was just a side effect of composing for. The Mega Drive chip instead of, you know, these demo tracks. We know there were tempo issues with uh, Sonic 1 in particular because the PAL version came out a bit slower. I was about to bring that up. I was going to say, does that mean that the PAL version is actually the music as it was intended to be heard? Oh, God. (laughs) I could not tell you. (laughs) I'm going to say yes as a British person. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, one we out outnumber Falero, and two uh, we d- we do not have the I don't know we just can't open that kettle of fish. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm not playing everything at you know 0.83 speed or whatever. <laughs> but uh, now it's time to get into the actual stage themes, the real meat of the uh, soundtrack. Uh, of course, let's do it. And we're starting we're starting with one that is obviously very important to this podcast. That's Banjo Kazooie. Ah, the theme song of Sonic fans getting annoyed again because it came back. Uh, uh, I was gonna say, like, are, are we all in agreement here that Green Hill Zone, like, n- not the theme because it's a bop, but as a concept, just needs to go away for a few games? I wouldn't uh, mind it not showing up in a few games, but I do like Green Hill, so I'm biased. <laughs> I because mean, that's just it. I, I feel like, at least from what I have gathered, like the uh, the near universal consensus seems to be like, oh, I got a new Sonic game. What's the first? Th- oh, Green Hill Zone. Again. 
I feel uh, like I we we kind of hashed this out, and when we really sat down and thought about it, that Green Hill, that like that's a recent thing. Um, since generations, I, mean, it, I think. Yeah, yeah since, if you yeah. Don't, since they made these new assets and they haven't like yeah. stopped using them since. And if you don't count stuff like uh, what is it, Advance Three has? Oh, it's Neo Green Hill Zone. Um, yeah, that it's more of a recent. It's a generations phenomenon, and then I mean. Like Falero said, part of it probably is like, hey, we we got this level we built. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. even Frontiers is like, hey, we got these assets. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you raise a valid point. I, I do agree that's probably more of a relatively recent thing. Since I, I find it hilarious that in that regard, it's almost like Green Hill Zone has become the theme of like the death of hope. Like this, this is what I imagine was playing in Starline's mind near the end, you know? <laughs> it's I, either that or the that... intro of the Mean Bean Machine. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. I, 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 I think I'm repeating myself, but I mean, nobody says that about Mario. Like, oh, they did, you know, World 1 1, but then I mean, you know, oh, yes, they like, do. I was going to say, like, <laughs> but not, there's okay. a very. Not to the level where people are like suicide baiting each other because they're disagreeing. Jeez. On, you know what I mean? You, like, but you then that's be because <laughs> that's because that like whatever arguments you have over like new Super Mario Brothers, like you know those games might be bland but good. But if all the things you have in uh, a, a Sonic game is like, oh, it's Green Hill and it's Sonic Forces, ah, fuck. <laughs> That's. I was even gonna say, like Luke also raised the vow, but you'd be surprised how many people froth at the bits once they hear, like, oh, a new Mario game. Let's let's hear the music to the uh, intro. Bop bop. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they 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 recycled stuff <laughs> for a while. Yeah. Oh yes. And as long as games with user created content exist, we will never be free of World One One. <laughs> <laughs> that said, good song. Good yeah. song. Oh, yeah. Let's hear what it used Absolutely. to sound like. Oh, yeah, this is the 80s. God, really? <laughs> Seriously. Do a lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I like that. Oh, that's nice. I was gonna say, this almost feels like a remix. I like that it like it holds onto the main melody a little bit longer with that like transitional like upward thing right there. Yeah, those those strings in the back I feel like are much more prominent in this version, and then that rem- uh, reminds me of the the Act Two Generations remix where those get turned into horns and guitars, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, it's kind of hard to pick out in the the 16-bit version, but I really like it. Again, well, I was about to say, again, this sounds like someone should be singing. I believe there literally is a version of this with lyrics. There is now. It's released for the the Sonic movies. (laughs) You know what this gives me the vibes of? Like, you know, like, when you walk into, like, an old arcade and you see, like, Daytona USA or some other like actual chair racing game and they're showing like demo footage of the cars racing this sounds like the type of music that would be playing during that demo footage. yeah, yeah I, I could see this in some kind of attract mode oh speaking of the Sonic movies before I forget uh, I just learned a, a tidbit of trivia I did not know that Masato Nakamura dubbed the dancing Siberian guy uh, in Japanese what? for the oh, Sonic 2 movie. Really? Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. 
That's awesome. Well, <laughs> well, I knew they already contacted him to use Green Hill for both movies, but yeah, dang. <laughs> I checked my um, I checked my sources on that, and uh, yep, <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> sure, dang. writing something like a movie and then appearing in it. Yes, <laughs> you know. <laughs> He said, I'll let you use the music, but I have to dub someone. <laughs> yeah. I've got to be that guy. <laughs> Stan Lee who? <laughs> let me be in the most uh, off-putting, awkward music part in the movie. <laughs> yeah, let me be in that part that almost made me think, oh, I don't know about this film, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Directly before making me feel like, okay, now it's over, everything's fine again. Um, yeah. So that's Green Hill down. Let's do like we do in the original game and slow things down with Marble Zone. Time to slow down and jump in the lava. Especially if you're playing the PAL version, because I remember this dragging a little bit, just like the level. Mm. But... This is an interesting song. I've always thought that. It reminds me of a certain existing song. Whenever I hear it, I'm like, isn't that the Sonic song? And I cannot remember what it's called. I'm gonna have to look that up. Yeah, I was gonna say, it reminds me of, like, the sort of, like, the backing track you'd hear in, like, a song by The Police or another band from that era. Interesting, yeah. yeah. I'm actually gonna have to find another song. I should have done my <laughs> research before this episode. But it is going to bother me until I find out what this melody reminded me of. I mean, what what reason do we have to behave like professionals at this point? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I'm I'm very curious what the how the demo compares to this version. Yeah, let's give it a listen. Well, let's find out. Damn. That is yeah, not the there. instrument choice I expected. Huh. <laughs> I like it though. It's mysterious. Again, this slaps. Man, ever since you said that about, you know, he composed it like it was a film, I I just I want to hear someone singing official lyrics over all of these demo versions. <laughs> Don't tempt me. <laughs> for the uninitiated, uh, I was also a professional musician for about seven years, and I occasionally do song covers, so this... This is, sorry, give me some vibes. Something I might try and mess with. I like it. This is really, this is really interesting. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to find the words for something about the vibe it gives me. I can't even place it. It yeah. is that main synth, I think, that's yeah. very, uh... Ooh. Yeah. Feels like there's more weight to this synth. It's, it, the main synth, like, it, it, it's prominent enough to be, like, the, the main melody and, like, the hook, but... At the same time, it's kind of subtle. It doesn't. It doesn't necessarily overshadow the rest of the instruments. It. I don't know. It's. It's kind of like a. It's kind of like the pillar of the song that you can see from a distance, but it also matches the rest of the song. If that makes any sense. Yeah, pillar. Because Marble Zone. Ah, yes. <laughs> also, I found the song by the way. It was <laughs> "Music right. to Watch Girls By" by Andy Williams from a very long you know? time ago. <laughs> Holy crap, I'll have to put a sample of that in because you are right. The boys watch the girls while the girls watch the boys who watch the girls go by. I do I. They solemnly convene to make the scene. 
Which is the name of the game Watch a guy, watch a dame on any street in town Up and down And over and across Romance's bars Yep, whenever I heard it Playing at my nan's place because it's an old song <laughs> Yeah, it just made me think of Marble's Zone. Has someone done a mashup? Someone's got to have done that by now. (laughs) I'm sure somebody has done that the same way they've mashed up, you know, Bridge Zone with Janet Jackson or whatever. Yes, they have. That, that, um, uh, what do you call it? That progression is very similar. That's, that's cool. Yeah. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Like, we already mentioned that Sonic is supposed to be just very American in terms of his influence. And I feel like a lot of the music, I mean, a lot of this has been confirmed by the composers as well, but a lot of the music was, I feel directly inspired by a lot of hits like these to sort of push the aesthetic of like, yeah, we've got this character and we want to make sure he comes across as like inherently like, like too cool for school and nineties Americana as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very like mainstream pop at the time. I almost, okay. Maybe I'm just showing my, uh, musical taste background. I almost thought it kind of sounded like an, an Amy Grant pop ballad from like the late (laughs) eighties when she was in her crossover era. (laughs) Well, this song is from 1967. So maybe they're really going, they're going back and they're I feel like, but I feel like that's more of a thing the early Western Sonic localization was working on. It's like, yeah, music to watch girls by because Sonic loves looking at those sultry hedgehogettes or whatever it was in the Bible. <laughs> Elise would like a word. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so let's jump forward to Springyard Zone. That bass, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. this this definitely has like a kind of '90s hip hop vibe to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. When people say that like New Jack Swing is one of the inspirations for Sonic music, and I think it was only really in Sonic CD, uh, but this sort of track does remind me of that because you know it was that. And I don't know, we I feel like we heard a lot of music like this during the '90s. With the hip hop on top of it, <laughs> I feel like with the advent of the like the mascot platformer like revolution that was going on following the success of like Mario and Sonic and all, I feel like the grand majority of like music from those types of games took inspiration from this track, or at least tracks like this one more than anything else. I can see that. I I, I feel like our last few episodes where we've had um we've had music playing uh, we keep coming back to a lot of these uh sonic one and two tracks remind me of the uh the world of illusion game on the the mega drive R- musically because it, like you said i i think a lot of other games uh did take inspiration from these soundtracks plus i do it every time we listen to this about at least something like it uh, in west philadelphia boy definitely in the spring yard is where i spent most of my days um <laughs> not really uh, i didn't play this one very much because it looked it, because spring we talked about it on the Sonic one episode it's one of those ones that's kind of like a casino night yeah but not as good um, yeah <laughs> Kind of pinball, kind of casino. I love that the little chimes you can hear in here are like the exact same sound that they use for the ring. So you can kind of, it does create like a weird sort of continuity. This one also loops pretty quick. That's interesting. But let's see how it sounded in the demo version. 
easy. Ooh. Now I'm just flashing back to the Goof Troop game with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if I didn't think it sounded like 90s hip hop before, I'd definitely get that vibe yeah. now. Oh, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm hearing like Paul Abdul in there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. For sure. Proper bells. Yeah, I was going to say, the, those bells remind me specifically, like, is there any chance any of you guys played Diddy Kong Racing? Oh, of course. Yes, oh, I yes. did. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know that. You understand. Yeah, th- th- those bells got some Frosty Village vibes. Yeah. Gotta have a Diddy Kong Racing episode. I know it's nothing to do with Sonic, but I just really like that game. Well, you <laughs> gotta have me on for that one. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. God, I have not properly played diddy kong racing in so long i remember some of that music like <laughs> like the back of my hand <laughs> was so innocent back then. i'm not saying i was very upset to find some of it to change for the ds remake but i'm not not saying that yeah <laughs> fair enough it's almost it was a shame that they got rid of the racist elephant um <laughs> well, he, they're, they're, the elephant himself wasn't racist just you know the idea the of voice. him and his accent well I don't know we didn't know his personal life I mean listen we, we don't know what was going on beneath that unfortunate <laughs> he could have been in the high caste and had some very problematic opinions on wealth redistribution <laughs> right? hey this is nice this is a nice one I'm again, just saying everyone who quick. wants a job has a job what's the big deal oh, god <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? <laughs> Please, yeah, bail out, bail making, out. making a hard pivot Green to... a segue. Making a hard pivot to Labyrinth Zone. Dunking our faces in cold water. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about this on a one episode, but way too cheerful for this level, but I love it. <laughs> it's the only thing that gets you through this level. <laughs> it's, to, it's to keep your spirits up while you're going through all of that. Yep. I love that little bit on the, uh, the you know, just the, those little chords at the end of that first bit. Like, I I will admit my bias. I much more prefer Yuzo Koshiro's uh, Labyrinth track from the Game Gear game. Yeah, but it's more, it's more ominous, but... This does give it a certain amount, like, even though the level itself is not fun... It does sort of, like, infuse it with this sort of bubbly, <laughs> bubbly, uh, kind of, yeah. I don't know, uh, atmosphere to it that almost makes it worth playing, I guess. Uh, so good job there, Masato Nakamura-san. Um, very, very nice song for what you go through. Yeah. Credit where credit is due. As I say, speaking of which, let's listen to what that original version sounded like to get some insight. I, not what I expected Gosh. for that lead that lead uh, I was sound gonna there. Say, they were really loving the brass. I know like, sometimes like, you have like your mute instruments, but this guy—they're clamping down on that brass. Yeah, I yeah. Say. I I don't I don't mean this completely negatively. It does sound like a a little bit of a, a chorus of tiny farts. <laughs> yes, tiny farts maybe. You're in, not uh, wrong. In shallow water. Well, I mean, listen, considering the whole level is covered in rock candy, can you blame it? Yep. You were saying, Jake? I was going to say, it sounds like they turned brass into a string instrument, and they're, like, plucking it really tightly and bending Mm -hmm. at the same time. Exactly. That's what I thought in the the Mega Drive version. I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like strings being plucked really hard. I wonder what the demo is. And it's 
these muted fart horns. <laughs> this is what happens. This is what happens when you drag a violin bow across a trombone. Oh, wow. <laughs> now that's an image. Uh, but yeah, not really a theme for horrible drowning in a maze. Not quite. I know it depends on who's watching. That's true. <laughs> this one specifically feels like the MS DOS version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, th- th- this feels like it's less the like the theme of the level and more of like the faces of the long claws just like yucking it up as they watch yeah. you. <laughs> it's like, look at this idiot. The ancient owls. Exactly. Hey, we got another one. Look at this loser. He's drowning again! <laughs> Watch, I'm gonna limit the timing on this bubble so it's extra long. Oh, 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 oh there he goes. <laughs> I like how he turned into Rodney Dangerfield for that one. <laughs> nowhere, I don't get nowhere. <laughs> He gets nowhere intake. He gets nowhere intake at all. (laughs) All right, well, let's jump forward to Starlight Zone. I have always said that Starlight feels like it would be the credits theme in a different game. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Welcome to the Mall of America. Perfumes to the left. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, like, get on your platform shoes and, like... Your pompadour for this one. <laughs> there is a little bit of Saturday Night Fever in yeah. that. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. It's strutting across the streets in the city of Starlight. Uh, yeah. Well, that's a horn. Although I could be wrong. I've been wrong every time this far. <laughs> when we get to the demo. You'll get there eventually. It's a kazoo. I love, I love the little ting sound that actually kind of sounds like the uh, spinning sound on the uh, signpost. Oh, yeah. 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 That's charming in the background with a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> I can say either that or, yeah, the, the drummer has the, the tiny triangle right off to his side. Oh, yeah. Yes. I do love the drum beat in this track. Yeah. It's solid. Nice. This is not what you'd think of, like, for a city level. I don't know why. Yeah. Maybe because it is yeah. nighttime, so the whole... I think, like, Master was told, like, hey... This is called Starlight Zone. It's like, oh yeah, I can get that. (laughs) Sonic was right. This is happening. Yeah, Yeah, now that you mentioned the drum track, I do like the fact that it really drives through because it's got that four on the floor kick drum uh, Mm -hmm. going through it. So like it just, it constantly moves. I like it. Mm. Let's try the demo version. Oh yeah. I feel warm inside. (laughs) <laughs> gonna say this is the holiday special yes <laughs> oh yeah this is a oh my god it's a city in christmas time it's a yakuza <laughs> <It> song <really> <laughs> <is>. <laughs> see i do like this because i like thematically i like starlight zone because it's right before scrap brain and it feels like maybe this city maybe this city was already here and you know eggman just tossed some robots out but uh, you know it's not that bad you clear them all out Take a trip downtown. Walk the boardwalk. This reminds me specifically of like those episodes with like '90s anime where you'd have like the Christmas shopping montage oh, yeah. of all the characters going to like the different shops and dressing up like Santa and stuff. Call the Tenchi Muyo Festival I, Special. I immediately think pretty of much. Love Hina. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> we don't discuss Love Hina. <laughs> oh, we do. We when Jake's here, do. we Not always <laughs> talk about Love Hina. <laughs> Not without getting on a list, we don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think this is this is the one that like listening to all the other ones just feel like oh those are interesting like different takes on those this is the first one I feel like this is the complete version of the track I already knew yeah I, I feel like the horns are a little stronger in the uh, the Mega Drive version but this is almost yeah one to one the tempo's the same the drums are there yeah good stuff yeah but let's move on from this one to Scrap Brain Zone uh oh And I love, like, right out the gate, this sounds very similar to the Eggman boss theme. Yep, it does, yeah. I've always liked that about it. Yeah. Kind of a lot of the same things. It's it's ominous. It's not, uh, you know, not as driving as the Sonic 2 music will be. But it's like, uh-oh, bad guys. Also, somebody's got a big old drone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, love, I love the big uh, timpani hits in the background. Nice little, nice little breakdown. Yeah, that would be really fun to play on drums. And it has a sci-fi quality to it. Yeah. I could, I could see myself playing that like, you know, like four hits on the snare, four double bass hits, and then go back and forth. Just that'd be really fun to play. It's interesting how the drum beat kind of sh- gets shaken up for this last part here. Just that occasional do do do. Yeah, do do do. I get the image in my head of like just the hard-boiled heavies as a marching band going through the streets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but who was that with the drum is like trying to catch you off guard a little bit, like exactly, yeah. just like the level itself. You know, I feel like this, this, like I associate it because of the anxiety I have playing Scrap Brain Zone, but also something about the level that this music is a little bit chaotic too, and it, you know, it fits that level. Yeah. Hedgehog, welcome to the Scrap Brain Christmas Parade. Here are my egghead <laughs> marching band. <laughs> da, da, da. Get a load of this. <laughs> Ignore the one with the drum in the background. He's new. <laughs> my name's Harry. Not quite sure what to do with him. He's doing his best. Yeah. Robotic made me carry the heaviest drum. <laughs> this is like number 246. What are you doing? My best. <laughs> We're having a great time. All right, let's jump forward to the demo version, see how that sounds. Oh, my ooh, ooh, that ooh. bass. See, now we're getting into, like, wizardy territory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the spirits will aid you, Sonic. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love that bass. I, I love, like... With the shovel gloves. <laughs> <laughs> They're yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we finally have some of our own running gags, by the way, and we're not just stealing wholesale from Sonic the Comic the Podcast. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we're, just, we're just stealing from other things we worked on. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I love, I love how much more presence that has. I love that, you know, you listen to this, It's you're right, it does feel a lot more, like, ethereal and mystical. Like, I feel like if the tracks got put into the game like as is without having to rely on the Genesis sound chip this feels like it would have been perfect in Mystic Cave Zone in Sonic 2 yeah you're not wrong those that chorusy synth uh it reminds me of some Ocarina of Time music I can't remember which but. yeah <laughs> oh, like um uh 
oh, what is it? When you're an adult week and you're in like the ice caverns. Oh yeah. Or like in I the Temple of Time. Exactly. Gosh, I can't get over that bass. It's so good. Well, that's that's interesting. It's not it's not too different, but there there's some elements, uh, some definitely some elements missing from the the final version. I think it's a bit tighter. It's definitely tighter in the uh, Mega Drive version, but. I still like this. Yeah. Like, the drum is definitely still there. It's just not as pronounced. I was trying to think of what the bass reminded me of, and I was like, it, like at first I was thinking slap, but it's not quite slap. It's more like if you like have a really thick uh, guitar pick and you're just like plucking really hard on the bass drum, that, or mm. the bass guitar. That's what it sounds like to me. Like, like almost like punk rock style, like really chugging on a bass guitar. Yeah, I could see that. Chugga chicka wugga. Yeah, chugga chicka wugga, <laughs> yep. <laughs> Daily style Chugga Chicka <laughs> Dentist. All right, let's jump forward to the final zone Here for a close. Don't get squashed. Again, very similar to the first uh, Eggman theme. Yep. There's something about that backing instrument though. There's the bass line. No, it's not the bass line, but that backing instrument that sounds electric that really fits this level with all the, yeah. the electric sparks coming at you during the final boss. Yeah. Absolutely. This is one of the tracks where I feel like the sound effects of the level kind of fill in the gaps in the track itself. Yes. I, I was about to say, on its own, that electric, electric crackling sound is so, like... Harsh and irritating, but blends right in with this music to where it's it's it fits right in. <laughs> it gives the vibe of like one of the final conflict scenes in a rock opera. Yeah, yeah I could see that. It does loop really early though. I noticed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I could see this being some sort of backing track for like a proto men track. Ooh, that's a good thought. Even going back to like Queen's like Flash Gordon soundtracks. Yes. Like that. Yeah. Let's see how it used to sound. Once again, Goof Troop. That's all I'm hearing. <laughs> it's, it's the I'm mouth choir. Goof Troop or the annoying dog from Undertale has shown up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the final boss is Toby. <laughs> First he was in Mario, now he's in Sonic. He's everywhere. Well, he's in Pokemon. Oh, yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. as well. Yeah. It really does just sound like a, sound like a chorus of mice singing in the background. <laughs> yeah, and it seems like it loops even earlier in this version. <laughs> something about the synth and what this one just feels off. Again, one of the times where the Mega Drive version took what was there and made it a little bit better, to be honest. No, no offense to Miss yeah. Nakamura-san, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is like a, a like a less than 30 seconds loop. <laughs> it, it really is kind of fascinating to me how like it's been like sort of evenly distributed with like some of the demo tracks almost being improvements upon the final releases, but then there are ones that are clearly benefiting from the fine-tuning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fascinating to me. It's a, it's a good contrast. Yeah. But that brings us to the end of the main levels. So let's hear the uh, all clear song. You did it. Hope you planted some flowers. <laughs> That's all them emeralds are good for in this one. Try again. 
gotta get that good future. And the demo version? Basically sounds like the intro, but a little yeah, bit better. The theme yeah. of Sonic the Hedgehog again. Just a little less. You expect that plane to come flying over. What? Too low! <laughs> Ooh. This time it's someone dying on the synth instead of the bass. <laughs> <laughs> nice big fart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, my, my thoughts are about the same as they were when we listened to the th- main theme. I mean, something, something, chili dogs joke. And the staff roll. No demo on this one, but that makes sense since it's just a medley yeah. of the existing stuff. Just a, a medley with this nice little intro and end. Makes you wonder who composed this little bit then. Was that Masato Nakamura or... Probably. I would assume so. Just didn't... Just couldn't be bothered to give us the demo, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you, like folks listening will notice that there's no, like, Chaos Emerald jingle or Drowning jingle or anything like that, because those were ones that were not composed by Nakamura, which is why we can keep hearing them in future Sonic songs. Yep. Yes, because they were composed by the... Sega sound team. Exactly. You know, we're all just one big happy family. We don't need individual credits. We're all one big like amalgamate like inside. We are Legion. (laughs) (laughs) Also, funnily enough, like the way the track started, like when it was building up before it got to the Sonic theme proper, it sort of reminded me, does anyone here remember like a series of Flash animations called Nightmare City where it's like just a bunch of anime cats fighting each other? Oh, wow. Vaguely. That really rings a bell, which you said anime cats fighting. <laughs> the, the opening to that, this track, specifically before it got to the Sonic thing, reminded me a lot of, like, the theme in the second animation they did for that. It just unlocked that latent memory for me. Add that to the show notes. Yeah. Reminds me of my days spending an hour waiting for Flash animations to load on new grounds and hoping I didn't stumble across... Hardcore pornography. Mistake. <laughs> well, it was Newgrounds. Oh, here it is one more time. Gotta get that comeback. Oh, crap. This is the wrong cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Shout out to Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that brings us to the end of Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Still a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. So now let us move forward to Sonic the Hedgehog 2, starting with some of the incidental tracks. Let's begin with mm. the options menu theme. Uh, we, we will we will have more in-depth thoughts on this yeah. track in particular when we get to the credits. <laughs> This is like say. a like a military march version of this. Yeah, like th- this is like like post credits Star Fox stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can. I definitely do get those military vibes, like you were saying. I want. I'm curious if the demo version carries that forward. Yes. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. A little bit. <laughs> You have signed up to put your bodies on the line for this great cause. <laughs> Some of you will die. I will see to that. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are really leaning into the whole Sonic the Fighter Pilot thing, I think. 
Yes. I mean, yeah, and also, let's not forget, you're going up against basically a Death Star in this, so... Yeah. <laughs> I love the smell of badniks in the morning. <laughs> it's a very nice loop. Like, it's an incredibly it short loop, but it's like, I don't know, something about it's like, oh, I can barely tell this is the same phrase over and over again. It's got some, It's got some power behind it. Also, just, you know, bringing up my childhood memories of entering Yuji Naka's birthday to get to the level select yep. yeah. and whatnot. God. <laughs> and now I've got the image in my head of, like, Supersonic flying up to the death egg. Hello, boys! I'm back! <laughs> Love and it. Speaking of Star Fox. Yep. So let's jump to the special stage. What a contrast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Man, I, I think we said it before. Really needs like a legit starter pistol at the end of that. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. There's still something spacey about it. Something a little like, oh, we're in a weird place, you know? A bit wobbly, yeah. Yeah. Kind of Jetsonsy, yeah. The the Jetsons <laughs> theme. Like yeah. if I didn't know any better, I'd say there was like some theremin mixed in there or something. Yeah, like that main melody is kind of theremin-y. It's night and day from the Sonic 1 special stage theme. There's so much like more tempo to it. Jane, his wife. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're not even wrong. <laughs> how the, how the demo oh, compares. Oh, well, let's find yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Get know what I here. expected. Not that. Ooh, okay, okay. this is good. Oh, even more spacey. Okay. Ooh, oh, that's cool. real spacey. <laughs> now that is a warp of confusion. He actually got the theremin in there now. Oh my gosh, the bass sounds like Mega Man X. <laughs> oh, oh, you're right. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this hits different. This really hits different. The tempo's a little slower, I think, is it? Am I imagining that? A little bit. A teeny bit. This is a really wow, different yeah, vibe. yeah, that bass is going nuts. Dude, yeah, the bass. Like, th this feels like it would be from, like, a racing tournament hosted by the Great Gazoo. Yes, I was about to say... <laughs> This you need ten more rings, dum dum. Whereas the, the Mega Drive version is like, oh, we're we're running laps. Like yeah. this is, an, you know, it's the the two hundred meters. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. That harmony right there keeps throwing me off. Yeah, yeah. it's not like a complete harmony. There's like a little bit of like to it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's almost too warbly. Yeah. But yeah, the special zone, like, because I'm an STC fan, the special zone was always a weird, mysterious place to me where, you know, everything oh, wow. was a little bit yeah. off and, and spacey, so kind of fits that, uh, that vibe. Yeah, there. this is definitely what I think of when I hear Warp of Confusion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but if you beat all those special stages, you might get supersonic, which might sound something like this. The real supersonic theme. And of course, it starts off with a, a little bit like the special stage music. You know, the yeah. Which I think is yeah. Cool. Nice little bit of continuity. And it, it, it feels like the me the melody is like a takeoff on the main theme, but different different notes. Yeah. 
of course, loops very early, but tis the nature of a supersonic theme. It's true. Mm. And it's it's got that sort of ascending motion, if you want me to use a term for that. Mm. Mm. It's it's a sonic theme that goes up, because you're going up and fast and probably going to die soon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of the theme of, yeah, this is up. Wait, wait a second. I can't control this. Oh, my God. Yep. As for the demo version... Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh, no. That's this. from that's from the beta version, I feel like, because you don't hear that. Quite yeah, that, again, that, final game. That's <laughs> Ultraman running low on power, man. Yeah. <laughs> the klaxon alarm. Yeah. Here comes supersonic take cover. Hey, speaking <laughs> of SDC. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> Warning. Yeah, that's the theme of like, uh-oh, Sonic's had too much chaos energy again. Everyone uh-huh. hide. Uh oh, his pupils are gone already, but you know the drill. <laughs> like, if you took this and put it in a minor key and kept that little klaxon sound, that would be theme of su- yes, STC Supersonic. Yes. Oh, man. Gosh. That's your homework, Chris. I was about okay. to say, we got to keep that in our back pocket for the future. <laughs> and I was just oh, thinking that one moment. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Perfect. Hell yeah. Oh, speaking of differences from the first game, yeah. next one Boss theme. This might be even my favorite Eggman boss thing. I love this. I was gonna say, this holds a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. It's just something about we talked about it on our Sonic 2 episode, but just the image of here comes this new Eggman vehicle rolling in on these huge tires with this drill, and Eggman airdrops in on a helicopter blade and <laughs> to this song, and it's like, oh hell yeah, brother, it's Sonic yeah. 2. <laughs> There's so much escalation in this track, which I like. You know, it builds yeah. and builds and builds. And once again, like, in stark contrast with, like... Well, not even stark contrast, but it's like a logical progression from the original boss theme, which was very, like, ominous and imposing because we still didn't know much about Eggman at the time. This is very much leaning into the, yeah, we know this guy by now. We know yeah. he's pulling up some, like, shenanigans. Let's, let's see what he's got to offer. We're gonna... Like plant him in the ground. Yeah, I'm back, baby. Round two. Eggman's <laughs> yes. picked up the pace. He's got to do. You know, exactly. <laughs> he can't sit around. Let's hear how it was originally designed. <laughs> That's some, again some movie music. <laughs> Just honking the horn of his Eggmobile. <laughs> I feel like I'm <laughs> I'm squatted down doing a little dance, bouncing <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> Just Eggman doing a Cossack dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's built for it. That's his Russian uh, back, background, apparently. He's Robotnik. <laughs> How do you think he got that glorious mustache? He and Zangief doing, uh, hanging out at the bar. He's yeah. going to see him hanging out with vodka drinks. Drink, drink, drink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, surely you mean soda Papinski. Oh, no, no. They're, they're they're only the arcade version. Play. Comrade, no one calls me that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Wink. Sonic, I come back with advanced Russian technology. Oh, it broke. (laughs) Yeah, enter witness protection program. I do think I still like the Mega Drive version better, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that was a great... That was a great, like, uh, adaptation of it. Yeah another one where it's like this laid it out and then the Mega Drive version was like the full version. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now we're going to mix things up a little. We're going to listen to the two-player uh, level themes, starting with uh, two-player Emerald Hill Zone. theme of my sister getting really mad at me for using the <laughs> Ready? Go! <laughs> this is so reggae. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is a little bit. Uh-huh. I mean, very big reggae vibes. This is very My Buddy and Me, which makes sense because like, this was, again, the game that introduced Tales, and so yeah. uh-huh. you know, having that sort of theme of like, yeah, we're working together, having a good time, kind of makes sense with what they're trying to achieve here. This has like jaunty stroll down the sidewalk vibes to me. Mm-hmm. Yes. With like like super overt animation of like every single step. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like full rubber hose. Yes. I'm very interested if the demo is like just full on reggae preset on the keyboard. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, we're getting yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty close. Oh, we're, we've the beach episode. I was gonna say we've ended up in Monkey Island somehow. <laughs> A yeah. little bit. This is just oh, hey, remember that picture of Eggman and Sonic <laughs> yeah. CD with the Rasta wig? <laughs> oh no, 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 no. This is just Eggman with like first wave ska. Gosh. Bop, bop, bop. <laughs> pick it up, pick it up. The thing about the two-player tracks is there is a lot of a lot of people have theorized that these were originally meant for four levels, like when the back when Sonic 2 was going to have a lot of levels and have like time travel and stuff. I forget which one this was assigned to in the beta, and I should have done my research before the episode. <laughs> but uh... start making that drinking game, Chris. You don't say that. You go back and say, listen to our Sonic 2 episode for the details. Yeah. Yeah. fans. Just have the asterisk on screen. Shameless plug. Duckles passed away in the previous issue. (laughs) So jumping forward to the next one, Casino Night 2 player. I, I always love this one. a lot of the same instrumentation of Casino Night, right? Like the final yeah. version. To give it that. That consistency. It's got a bit of a more menacing sound to it, though. Like Tails is starting to get mad that Sonic keeps beating him. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, yeah. Emerald Hill two-player versus one-player is a lot more chill, whereas this one, like, feels a little more aggressive, almost. Like, maybe not as fast, but just the overall vibe, I think. Yeah, I feel like this one like is telling its own story. <laughs> if that makes any sense, <laughs> it's a casino night at night. <laughs> like, oh no, it's just, it's yeah. like when everything's closing down, and I think <laughs> it's the casino night bouncers coming to throw you out because they caught you counting cards. Oh man, I was about to say, it's, yeah, the theme of security escorting you out. <laughs> Get out of here, tails! Oh sh! Here comes Pac-Man. <laughs> and to listen to the demo version of that. Planning our big Ocean's Eleven heist of the casino. Yeah, but we're we're listening to this song like the song is playing in the other room. Oh, I love that snare drum. <laughs> yeah, the, I said it earlier, but like this one really sounds like Paul Abdul. Like straight up, now tell me, do you really wanna? Is it just me, or am I getting a bit of Carnival's? Am I getting a bit of Carnival Zone vibe? Yeah, a little bit. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
Now, this one, I do know what it was assigned to in the beta version. This was originally going to be Oil Ocean's backtrack, which is which Ooh. puts Oil Ocean in a completely different light because we well, tend, like yeah. we mentioned on our Sonic 2 episode, we have that sort of like Middle Eastern vibe about it because of the music, but yeah. that might have been for a desert level originally, uh, and this might have been the uh, Oil Ocean Zone music. And I guess I could see it, but you know, <laughs> association over all the years, I don't know. It's strange, yeah. huh? I guess that's supposed to be horns or something, and that in the background that melody does s- vaguely sound like the the little gas um, canister, not canisters, the pipes in oil oceans that kind of go flump. See, it reminds me of like an old pipe organ. Yeah. Oh, that's what. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. Not not yeah, horns. Yeah, yeah, the pipe organ. Pipes. Yeah, <laughs> oil. I think yeah. that's why. That's why it reminds me of Carnival Night Zone. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. Interesting. Speaking of speaking of uh, two player stages where we know they were they were used to go, let's jump yeah. to two player Mystic Cave or as we now know it, uh, Hidden Palace Zone. Used for both, and most of us associate this with this mean level on the two player mode. But yeah, it's uh, often used for Hidden Palace Zone because that's what it was assigned to on the beta version, I think. And that's what it still is on uh, Origins. Yep. Origins and the remake. This could sound like an odd take. This kind of reminds me of some of the, the fast running stages from like Spyro 1. Yeah. Ooh, that's, I kind of hear that, yeah. Like this was yeah, definitely... Yeah, like when you got those long stretches where you need to gallop. Yeah, yeah, I can see it now. Like, yeah. this definitely has that prehistoric vibe that fits with uh, Hidden Palace as we would come to know it. With the little dinosaur vibe. Exactly. <laughs> I mean... This is some caveman-ass music, actually. Yeah, no, you're gonna say... Radical Rex who? <laughs> Dino Badniks, dude! <laughs> Uncle Bunga. I like this one a lot. But let's listen to how it originally sounded and see, like, if it is as caveman as we think. Yes! Oh my oh god! god. Yes, it is. Oh, here we go! So. It's Joe and Mac. Alright, Dino Dude! <laughs> <laughs> Careful now, you're gonna get Chris drawing. I mean, fireballs. You I don't know. need, you need the music to do that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, this, a little Joe and Mac. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! Very much. One of like a hundred like caveman based games on the uh, yeah I was gonna say <laughs> on I'm, the yeah. Super Nintendo specifically yeah. on the Nintendo Switch collection. I'm wait, waiting for Ayla from Chrono Trigger to show up. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say although I think this predates it that those drums literally sound like the oh you hopped on Yoshi and added the rest of the music. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, it still works for Mystic Cave, but I can't shake that cave fever yeah. right now. It, now that I've heard like the original demo track, it's like, oh yeah, no, this was always meant to be a prehistoric level. That's so fun. Yeah. <laughs> and to wrap this little segment up, let's hear the multiplayer results screen. Say it. I mean, it's a classic. Does it need saying? Sonic's World. I'll say it. <laughs> I always thought this sounded a bit melancholy, that opening little, in it, like in a fun way. Like, melancholy is usually associated with sadness, but more like a, like a, a pining nostalgia. 
<laughs> well, this sounds it's like consoling the enjoy. loser multiplayer. Maybe I'm telling on myself there. Yeah. I mean, with finding nostalgia, um, this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You're not, you're not even wrong. I almost get the vibes of, like, like the end credits music to an educational game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. So, yeah. I, I know you what you mean. You collected all the number gems. Great job. Try again at fifth grade level. <laughs> yeah. Here's a list of the five people who put this together. Yeah. <laughs> this this freeware floppy that's in your school. <laughs> Gosh. And let's listen to the demo version of that. You know, I'm kind of feeling this one a bit more, not going to lie. Mm-hmm. And then come the trumpets, of yep. course. Oh, yeah. What would you call this? A, a little bit of a salsa? salsa yeah. yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Kind of thinking of, you know, come on, but, come on, shake your body, baby. Do that. <laughs> oh, no, I can't unhear it now. <laughs> yeah, I, I can definitely hear, like, some Latin influence there. I can hear the marimba, and, of course, once again makes me think of caveman music <laughs> just just the, just the beat <laughs> marimba was what i was searching for yeah you know someone would take this and call this fiesta zone back in the day <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that brings us to the end of our multiplayer segment so again let's get into the meat and potatoes with the actual zone starting with emerald hill zone the original uh, Green Hill again. <laughs> <laughs> but not really. These Green Hills are starting to look more like Sand Hills. Emerald Hills. You know, looking back, I remember as a kid, I always liked the Emerald Hill theme better than the Green Hill theme. Like, Green Hill is iconic, but I just like the vibe of this one more. Yeah. This is just a good ass track. Yeah, this one screams summer vacation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that this is a new island. It's kind of a new Sonic because he, you know, he looks different. He's more blue. He's got the spin dash. Tails is here. <laughs> yeah, and what I appreciate about this is like not only is this a good like just overall thematic successor to Green Hill Zone, but you can even hear those like elements of the Green Hill melody mixed in there at certain points. Yeah, which I feel mm-hmm. like really emphasizes like yes, this is the progression this is what comes next after this it's it's an evolution of what you're familiar with just added to to hopefully make things better for you yeah like you and i mean goes without saying but obviously composed by the same guy with with that in mind i'm sure yeah Yeah, for all the reused songs there's a lot of reinvention going on in the soundtrack as well and Mm. i like that yeah I, I do like the subtle hint, uh, even in the name itself, to like, oh, emeralds, are those going to be a plot important thing in this game? Kind of. As much yeah. of a plot there is, anyway. It's called Emerald Hill because you can get all seven emeralds before you finish the zone if you're good enough. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yeah. If you got the skills to pay the bills. Yep. Yes. Speaking of which, let's listen to the demo version of Emerald Hill. This is the PAL version, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I was going to oh. say, like, I mean, it, it's not bad. It's just the fact that they slow it down just sort of, like, makes me, oh, wait, something's wrong. Oh, no. We're running low on gas. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at it, every single one of the tracks from here on is going to be slowed down compared to the uh, 
Mega Drive version. Yeah, just glancing at the run times. I like the little claps. Yeah, yeah. The, claps are, the claps are interesting. I like that slap face. This makes it sound like a beach party or something. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So that's probably what they were, they were going for with this track. I do think, yeah, speeding up, though, was the right option for, you know, the first level is this considerably faster Sonic game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think, I think that, like, the tempo change for all these tracks is to their benefit overall. God, that tambourine, too. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just imagining, like, characters playing, like, volleyball at the beach now. You guys get to say, again, beach yeah. episode. Yeah. Hey, summer forever. New special for Oh, the end of the summer, yeah. Making a bonfire at <laughs> sunset. Yeah, they played volleyball. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to Sonic's Endless 8. Oh, <laughs> oh no, yeah. I did make a little slip up there, didn't I? Oh, oh God. God. Oh, yeah, this is happening. Oh, yeah, this is happening. Oh, yeah. Feeling good. This Feeling is good. happening. <laughs> Feeling good. Yeah, jumping forward to... Probably the most iconic track from this game, Chemical Plant Zone. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Sonic 2 begins here. Yeah. <laughs> Complete with fart bass. I know, I love a good fart bass. Absolutely. <laughs> like, before I really got a better sense of music back when I was a kid, this was techno as I knew it. I was gonna yeah. say, like, <laughs> yeah, this is you, you know how like there are a lot more people these days on YouTube doing like metal covers of video game music. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. this is one of the classic Sonic themes that would benefit most from uh, a metal. I've heard some good metal yeah. covers of this. Like, get Richard E.B. on this. Man. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, still one of my favorite Sonic tracks of all time, bar none. Same. It goes way harder than you expect. Yeah. A, literally a factory uh, producing Absolutely. dangerous chemicals. Yeah, but it does kind of fit the industrial theme. Or at least yeah. like What the... we produce here? Sick freaking beats, that's what. <laughs> I was just listening to the album Metal Hog by Mega Driver, which is a, a metal cover of this one. Which that's from, all, well, I say all the way back, but all the way back in 2008. <laughs> just this is just good ass music and i love it and i'm curious to hear the demo version because i haven't listened to it yeah. yet oh oh wow that is completely different huh. a little bit i guess it's just the tempo the tempo out. definitely does throw <laughs> you yeah off. that's what it is well, this does sound like a factory in action. Yeah, <laughs> it's got more of a jazzy Someone feel to it. Someone pulled out a guitar. <laughs> like, you know what this is? This is like the music that plays in the background in the employee, like, break room at, yeah. at the plant. Yeah, like, this, this feels like a jazz remix of Chemical Plant, almost. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but this is going to be played in like a really crappy PA system, and they're all just like they're all like, man, they're all high on the fumes and stuff. And <laughs> yeah, just the chemical plant zone cantina. 
Oh, now you mention it. <laughs> you will never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> <laughs> even worse <laughs> maybe it is just because i'm so used to the mega drive version but it just doesn't sound as good to my ear yeah it's yeah like on its own it's good but like compared to it yeah and that last part specific because like w whenever i heard like that in the original one i think it's like oh this almost like tires screeching on a fast road or something it's so cool whereas here it sounds like a blitz siren yeah a little bit yeah mm-hmm that's really yeah, interesting. It's, it's it's still good, but yeah, this is definitely a case where the sequences for the Mega Drive version just made the right call yeah, by speeding us up. And God, though, you can't call it. I just realized when you compared it to like Cantina music, I was like, yeah, this is the best jizz I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean Jets. Oh, is uh, that the new one? Yes, J A T Z. Oh, they renamed it. They're being real uh, coy with it, like, at, like, cowards. in the description, like, oh, you know, it was reminiscent of classical jats, but it's also known as by other names throughout the galaxy. I'm like, it's jizz. <laughs> it's jizz, <laughs> for sure. It's jizz all over that cantina. And no, I'm not bleeping that. <laughs> That's, that, rem that, I demand that stays in the episode. You can't run away from your past. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make it, make it a, uh, making a hard pivot to Aquatic Ruin before we go down this any further. <laughs> now this is like an old western. Yeah. <laughs> that's a little, that's a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't the desert theme? <laughs> That's the thing. I've heard people theorize, at least, well, one person theorize that this could have been the desert theme as well. Like, but then again, there was going to be more than one desert level. Apparently, uh, there's sand shower, and then there's like dust hill. And like originally, we thought, oh, dust hill was just the name for like Mystic Cave. But I don't know. There's been a lot of confusion about it, and there may have been more than once. In fact, no, no, no. You know what it was? I'm sorry, I'm getting really off track here. Please. But at one point, it was believed that. Aquatic Ruin Zone might have been like a, a desert level because if you look at it without the water and imagine sand there, it looks a little like um, Desert Palace, I think, from Sonic 3 multiplayer. Huh. But that's just, it's just I mean, a theory. It's just a theory. No, we're not doing that. No. Uh, <laughs> that, that's just it. It definitely gives me the vibe of like Desert Oasis, regardless of anything else. Yeah. Mm. Plus, the Western vibes makes me think of Mirage Saloon, so. Which was used a lot of that Dust Hill, whatever it was, Sand Shower aesthetic in the game so mm. but it well, I think it, I think this level still works because while I, while I don't think uh, Aquatic Ruin is a western level uh, it's got that sort of, there's a vibe there's a dangerous vibe to this yeah you're not, mm -hmm. not shooting guns or shooting arrows but close enough you're not kidding I just did a google search of Aquatic Ruin Zone and I came up with this thing it looks like a page from Where's Waldo oh my oh that, that is literally from a Where's Sonic yeah um, because of course they did that during the 90s I'm well, I mean, of course. Look at this fuster cluck of badness. <laughs> <laughs> the show will not continue until we have found Sonic. Please stand by. I'm sorry, folks. As the as the editor here, this is the most poisonous <laughs> audio content. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Do. I'm so sorry. I'm oh, there he is. I see Look him. forward to our episode where we do nothing but try to find Sonic in the Where's Sonic book. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly certain this is a British book because. 
that's uh, AOSTH Robotnik there, and we used him oh, all the yeah. time during those days for some reason. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump forward to the demo version and try and save our editor here. <laughs> okay, yeah, this oh, is definitely a desert oh. theme. I see you. Wow, I wonder if uh, the soundtrack from Sonic Mania took some inspiration from this little bit here. Maybe. Like, I I can see that. I just recently played Live Alive, and I could definitely hear this during the uh, Old West chapter. Like, th- this feels like some Gerudo Valley type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I like this. Yeah. Yeah, this is, like, just listening to this demo version, this is definitely a desert level track it's just we have to guess though because it's not like they have the information they've been weirdly guarded about like giving us all the details about like sonic 2 development it was only like what how many years ago not too long ago we found out about the whole time travel thing yeah and they still haven't told us like what all these tracks actually were assigned to originally disrespectful (laughs) to us nerds They want to slow drip out that information to keep interest in the games forever. Exactly. Well, it's working! (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm doing a podcast about this. So many unanswered Chris, you need to spend some of your time, you know, a little more effectively. Like gambling, that's healthy. Speaking of which, Casino Night Sound. Speaking of which, Genshin Impact. (laughs) Oh, wait, no. What's the difference? Casino Night. A lot of people, a lot of people love this one because yeah. a lot of people only remember the casino level from Sonic mm. Two. <laughs> Gosh, yeah, this, this is one of those uh, cases where I think that the level theme mixed with the music could not be more perfect. Like this yep. is about yeah. as flawless a combination as it gets, and I definitely, you know, maybe it's just because of the Generations Modern mix, which is one of my favorite tracks in that game. But this reads to me as jazz all the way down. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. We're going to find out this was like for a, God knows, a winter level or something. I'd be really confused. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Also, like, maybe it's just me, but I remember when I was still, like, learning about Sonic. I don't know what it was, but it seemed like for the majority of people I knew who weren't into Sonic at the time, the thing they kept poking fun at was, like, the reuse of, like, casino-inspired levels in Sonic games. And I don't know why it was these levels specifically that people felt the need to just say, like, oh, another casino level. Like, dude, there's recurring themes throughout Sonic in its entirety. Why is this one that you're picking? Trope's a trope. Well, you know why they bring them back? Because it fucking rules, yeah. man. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> I wonder if it's, I mean, again, to go back to, is it because the casino level association was just so ubiquitous? Like, even your average Joe could pick out, like, oh, yeah, the, the Sonic bouncing around them pinballs. I remember that. <laughs> Maybe. I, I feel like a big part of why they actually keep coming back is that they're so emblematic of the late-stage capitalist uh, aspect of Eggman's character and how yeah, he's uh, industrializing yeah, true. <laughs> I yep. thought you were going to make a joke there, like Jeremy with his like um, <laughs> radical left highway bits, but no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> well, I mean, that's just it. The whole point of Eggman Land is that Eggman just unironically loves theme parks, and so sensationalizing a lot of his creations and bases themed around things like casinos makes perfect sense for his character. Yeah, I, I I think we even got into that, which I know like the the comics at the time kind of treated it as like 
Oh, I almost said <laughs> Casinoopolis. No, <laughs> um, that Casino Night, Casino, uh, Casinoopolis uh, are like existing structures that Eggman has like infiltrated. Like Casino Night, almost it looks is an entire city in the background. Like, yeah, people lived there before Eggman started to you know drop his little short sword and shield guys to harass you. <laughs> So yeah, there there's like a whole lore in there you could you could yeah. extract. Yeah, I believe that when we played Murder Sonic the Hedgehog, that straight up said that yeah, like Eggman, every casino chip in oh, the world yeah. has Eggman's emblem on it because he's like involved in every bit of like every gambling entrepreneur's uh work across the planet. One of his side hustles. Exactly. Well, it makes sense. He, he's a walking, talking micronation with a whole legion <laughs> of like a walking assembly line at his disposal. Like I, I keep going back to like, like specifically, I think of like the casino level from Sonic Heroes and just how massive in scale that was, for oh, example. Yeah. yeah and like, just the extent to which like, and admittedly, I remember like having this idea spurred on by watching certain like, like review videos and stuff, but just realizing, huh, you know, Eggman is sort of just like a one man monopoly when you stop and think about it. And just how often we just don't stop and think about that. I'm stopping to think about it right now, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And thought over, let's go to the demo version. Oh Oh, yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. You like jazz? (laughs) <laughs> this to me speaks more like you know like underground like speakeasy rather yes. than big casino yeah uh-huh. like he just pressed a sequence of buttons on the elevator and it went to the secret floor yeah <laughs> not a copper I yeah gotta check your piece at the door see Sonic in Poker Night the Inventory 3 <laughs> oh, God, please though God, if they played this in like one of the casinos, like underground in Camarocho, I'd be, I'd love it. Oh, <laughs> oh man! man. See, see, now that you've mentioned it, Luke, I just got the image in my head of like Mike Pollock, like cursing under his breath over a bad hand of cards, like, <laughs> <laughs> but just not daring to raise a stink because Brock Sampson is literally sitting next to him. <laughs> man, if if that happened, I would want it specifically to be, yeah, either what well, hell. Either version, uh, either character, but the Sonic Boom version of Sonic or Eggman, Bruh. I feel like, would be oh, yes. just the weird pull for a poker <laughs> poker night at the inventory part three, which I'm sure yeah. will never happen. <laughs> See, I'm just trying to think of who would be a good fit for that. Like, oddly enough, just for whatever reason, I just imagine like Hellboy sitting next to like Eggman, oh, yeah. and I realized that wouldn't make sense. Except I remembered that on my birthday, there's gonna be a Hellboy game coming out. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next next episode, working out like a Poker Night of the Inventory involving Sonic characters. <laughs> Hell yeah! Oh, we could go for days. Vector has to win tonight to pay off the Chaotix Detective Agency's massive deaths. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's some good jazz. But uh, it is. let's jump forward to Hilltop Zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. There's the twang. I can't Cut wait that. to find out what they do for that in the demo version. I guarantee you it's more trumpets. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely. 
but it, for, for, the, for the life of me, that is a, it sounds like a harmonica or a kazoo. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. that's yeah. what I get as well from it. Let's get kazoo kid in here. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> we got the hillbilly hip hop in here now. <laughs> You're not even wrong. Which is just modern country. <laughs> <laughs> bit of a fake organ there in the background, I think. A little bit. Ooh, put some stank on it. <laughs> it's not what you'd expect for like a, a volcanic level, essentially, but it's funky. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I it's definitely it. more kind of downbeat than I think I would have expected. But it's also like kind of a sunny mountaintop stage. You know, the volcano elements are there. They're just not like the primary theme. So I guess that it kind of fits. This almost strikes me as like the theme you'd hear in like an early King's Quest level. Yeah, I could kind of hear that. Like, if you entered, like, a certain village or a neighborhood that was just, like, you know, full of, like, shady characters or something. Yeah. I can see this being the kind of music in the background. Let's see if the demo version carries over that sort of theming. (laughs) 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 Okay, so I was wrong. It's not trumpet. It was a horse fly. Might be immune to trumpet, maybe, but Uh, don't patronize me, Chris. I mean, that's kind of what it sounds like, but you know, again, it's early synthesizer stuff. Yeah, yeah. definitely getting some funk vibes here. Absolutely. I mean, when you slow it down like this, that again, that bass though. Yeah. I just laughed at first because it sounds funny slowed down at the intro. (laughs) So do the rest of these. Yeah. Yeah. And you're right, there's more brass. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ooh, I like oh, that. that. That sounds great. Yeah, that organ's real good. Getting into some Little Richard now. <laughs> that didn't sound quite even. And that bass is just all over the place. I love it. I, I don't know if Masano Nakamura was like at the time was like no we need to slow down this Sonic game. <laughs> <But> <laughs> these are some these are some great little tracks. I'm just I'm not sure about the tempo, but it sounds good. Like again, I'm not sure if they're perfectly fit for Sonic, but they're still bops. I mean, they obviously were because they were translated into iconic Sonic songs. But fair oh, enough. Yeah. yeah, I can see why. Like you know, a demo's a demo. This is one of the tracks that, you know, going back to an earlier conversation, this definitely feels like an early Spyro level to me. Mm. Yeah. Let's move on to Mystic Cave Zone. Some funky underground carnival music. Now we're straight into, like, Saturday morning cartoon territory. (laughs) And I love it. theme of Chav Raccoon Dogs. Oh, you right! <laughs> <laughs> there it is now. Okay, so why do they 
have the carnival music in this. I know, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's a really good question. Is this another case where it was written for something else, or? Maybe, but I don't know. This sounds sinister. Maybe it's supposed to be like a like a I don't know, a creepy circus. <laughs> yeah, like that one world oh, in Donkey Kong Country Two. This is menacing but funky. So I've always liked this track. It's so surreal. I don't necessarily know where the theming came from because it doesn't, in my mind, it doesn't quite fit, you know, underground cavern mine thing. But, and yet, you know. It does by association now. <laughs> you know? Is it, this, this just sounds to me like scratching grounder or having an argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very interested to what the demo sounds like now. Let's, let's take a listen. Oh, okay. This sounds more like uh, spooky mind music. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. It's just the whole track is drunk. Yeah. I mean, we're dipping into like Grant Kirkhope's scary banjo kazoo. Now you've pointed out, I can sort of hear that uh, this would fit in the deep cartoon, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dumbbot, we're down in the Mystic Cave Zone now! <laughs> I dig, it's what I do! Snooping as usual. I'm glad someone made the reference before me. <laughs> <laughs> I really dig this place. I dig a lot of things. This is a real bop! <laughs> Certified bop. Yeah, like, now that I'm hearing the original demo, I can see the connection to, uh... You know, caves and mines and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like the every time the that one note hits, it's just oh my gosh, I uh, yeah. I keep getting lost. Every time that note hits, it's just like it's got that like slight little raise, like the bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> this is coconuts after a binger. Yes, <laughs> after a bender. Right There's there. a ghost infecting the uh, track. Oh, God. Let's jump forward to Oil Ocean, see how that sounds. Let's go. Yeah, it's so hard to to listen to this uh, now knowing that it might not have ever been intended for Oil Ocean at all. Well, it could have been. We don't know for sure. It's just based on, like, the placement on the beta version of the game and all. Yeah. But, But, like... We were saying on the Site 2 episode, like, regardless, this colors our perception of the Oil Ocean Zone being Middle Eastern. And I suppose we could all say, like Jeremy said before, it's where all the oil is, right, over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this music you know, definitely place. helps that way, you know. A little bit. But it could be, a, I could see this being a desert level as well. Yeah. Potentially. This is another one where I'm really curious to see how the demo sounds, to kind of see if it's along the lines of what we expect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's give it a listen. Oh, yeah. Wow. This if is there is any dry, dry desert shit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I love the aggressive drums. Yeah. Watch out, Mario! Mummies! <laughs> <laughs> it's a desert, Luigi. You didn't make it. <laughs> Don't eat the sand. 
inexplicably the second inexplicably the second time we've referenced that line. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to derail. That was literally an episode of the Mario Three cartoon, wasn't it? Where some mummy was like thought Mario was her son or husband, oh. and wanted to wrap him up and go. It to It wouldn't the- surprise me. I'm there was also sure. an episode of the Super Show where Mario and Elvira thought, fought a mummified Luigi. Well, okay. It's in there somewhere. Yeah, no, like, this is this is <laughs> some real Gobi Desert type shit. Yeah, I was about bit. to say, the, the, the echo on that, that in the background. Like, I like those horns, though. Yeah, like th- this feels a lot like the Shamar music from Sonic Unleashed, you know, mm. much further oh, down the you're line. You're not even wrong. Yeah. Sorry, Jeremy, you brought that up now, and I'm going to have to see which of those episodes <laughs> is true, whether it's both, because I'm going to have to be like, there's got to be a bit where Mario, if it is the one where he thinks he's, the mummy thinks that he's his son, he's her son, he's going to be like, this. <laughs> Leaping lasagna. This, this mom, mommy thinks I. She's my mommy. I, you know, Mama Luigi to you. I, I bet my bottom dollar that that the the, the the mummy and the son one is real because I had it on a recorded VHS that I watched like twenty thousand times as a child. <sighs> Glad you all came here. To, I'm sure everyone came here to listen to our Mario commentary on a Sonic soundtrack. <laughs> uh, it is. It is. My, Fools, so mind your mummy, are. mommy, Mario. The third episode of the Adventures of Super Mario Brothers Three. Aw, give your mummy, mommy a big kiss, lady. If you weren't so wrapped up in yourself, you could see I'm not your little boy. So that yep, was the joke. Yep. Okay, what's yeah. the joke? Try saying that five times fast. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, now we're going to jump forward a little bit to Metropolis Zone. Oh boy. Favorite part of this level, the music. <laughs> the only thing I like about this level. Oh, I can't remember if I've said this before. This reminds me a little bit of the... Um, the driving techno pop ballad at the end of uh, near the end of the brave little toaster. <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh! Just very, very eighties. Very, very cool. This could be a Powerline song. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that too. You're not wrong. I love that Genesis twang in the background. Yeah. Yeah. I was just gonna say this this almost kinda reminds me of like again, like after you like play around a Mario Kart and they have that default music playing where you see all the racers still going. This feels like something that would be in like the the SNES version. Yeah. Because once again it all comes back to Mario, right? <laughs> I also really love the use of the uh record scratch sound. I think that really yes. helps to fill things out. Yeah. Not exactly what I thought of, like, Eggman's, like, factory slash, um, city, I guess, but it makes it sound like a lived-in place, you know, like, like people are actually hanging out here. Yeah. Uh, which is not what I'd imagine for that, but... No, the, the, this is the Amazon branding technique, where Eggman makes it seem like a fun place to work. Come on! <laughs> yeah. Join our badnik team. <laughs> you don't need a union, we're family! Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know I always have your back, Cucky. 
They don't call me that anymore, Doctor. <laughs> you, you never, you know where you come from. <laughs> I'm jumping forward to the demo version. <laughs> oh, whoa! Oh no, robot is walking down the hall. A little more true to the fact here. Now the beta version sounds a bit more like this, I think. Mm. Uh, a little bit off. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> this is like with the curtain lifted, so you can see what's really going on. More than any, yeah. more than any other, this is the track that feels like it's being played back in slow motion. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah theme of third shift getting off. <laughs> <laughs> Walking into the bar with no windows. <laughs> it sounds like Pilot Wing sixty four, but also slowed down. Oh yeah. <laughs> huh. There's the re- record scratch. Oh, yeah, that record scratch is there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. And then there's Eggman. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our boy Brennel Floss. <laughs> yeah. This is a, it's a definitely a different vibe, and like I can see again, now I can see the factory uh bit to it. Yeah, you can hear the yeah. pistons going. It, it is interesting to like see how many tracks it's like I could it didn't quite necessarily fit before, but now that I'm hearing it, you know, with the original instrumentation, it all like makes sense now. Yeah. And this and this really does sound like a place where Mobians would have to work, even including our boy Cucky. Who actually, yeah, who has changed his name. Nowadays he's called Nibbles the Rooster. Unfortunately, the downside to that is the abbreviation is NTR. Uh, moving oh, on. God. oh my god. <laughs> There's no escaping it. <laughs> How long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> uh, pretty much since the end of that last track. Um, well, I'd say that egg finally hatched. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> uh, That's the warning sign. Yeah, I've been incubating that for a while. <laughs> I already love you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, up until now, you've only been able to like watch us from a distance, like Cucky yes. would in the closet. I'm moving on! I'm not from when drawing Senpai will notice me now. Oh, no. I'm, I'm moving on! Up. <laughs> Sky Chase Zone! This this is like what I feel like you know when you look at an inspirational poster and you try and figure out what music would match it. <laughs> yeah, this yeah, is there. the hang in there, baby. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> believe is not a four letter word. <laughs> Where it was the the big black border with like a beautiful picture of like a sunset on a lake. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Teamwork, <laughs> synergy. It's interesting yes. to have this for like you know. I always, like, we talked about it on the Sonic 2 episode, but it's not what you'd think for, like, Sky Chase, you know, chasing after Eggman. But it paints this sort of image of, like, you know, this is a lovely little track through the, the sky right before the final battle. Yeah. Yeah. The calm before the storm. So, this is the interesting part about this. Um, this isn't, like, massively theorized, but some people suggest that this might have been originally for a winter level. Because uh, mm-hmm. there was there was Brenda Ross, like one of the people working on the game, did mention there was going to be a winter level. Some have suggested it might have been Rock World, uh, but I don't, we can't, we don't know for sure. We've seen a little concept art. Yeah. 
Hi guys, Cyberlink here with a fun little update of sorts. Uh, as it turns out, a while after we recorded this, the Video Game History Foundation put out this really fantastic video going in-depth about all the cut Sonic 2 stages, actually finding some new information we didn't know about before. Uh, one of those things was actually getting their hands on a VHS from Brenda Ross herself that she used for her portfolio, showing a bunch of art and assets and stuff that she produced during her Sega days. And among all of these assets was actually a simple mock-up of this winter level we were just talking about. Uh, it was actually very similar to that same desert mock-up we've all seen a billion times, but with a different color palette and all the cacti replaced with Christmas trees. Uh, there's no indication how much further the level made it into production, but it's just exciting that even to this day we're still learning new things about this game and what could have been, so please definitely check out the video, it's super cool, we made sure to link to it in the show notes. And while you're at it, at the time this is releasing, the VGHF is in the middle of its big winter fundraiser, and they do amazing preservation work, and have announced some really incredible initiatives for the coming year, so if you've got a few bucks to spare, maybe chip in a little on their donation page, you know, help enable them to continue doing cool stuff like this. Anyway, back to the episode. And I think when we listen to the demo version, you're gonna hear those winter vibes. I mean, I already kind of get the winter vibes from the uh, Mega Drive version, but now yeah. now you've got me curious. Let's, uh, let's, let's give that a look. Cannot beat the Christmas allegations. <laughs> I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to actually add this to my winter playlist now. Yeah, put that up with Diamond Dust. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right up there with Snowden. Yeah, there's like a, there there is this level, like uh, there's not very good um copy of it, but there is some concept art of like a level with like Christmas trees in the background. Like what would would, would have been the first ice level for Sonic if it made it in and I could see this. Like a, a wintry night. Oh. Yeah, like this is bringing me right back to our uh, winter zone discussion. Gosh, I, I just got a flashback. I have no idea where this image came from, but I remember finding this image of like Sonic just inside his like house all cozy. Reading yes. Book. Yeah. Outside in oh, the yeah. snow, his tail uh -huh. is just we looking in. Yeah. From the uh, Sonic the Screen Saver slash Sega's internal magazine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Magazine, yeah. And, uh, you know. I know exactly the one cold, you're talking he's about. Cold. Him Your in. tail's got a bit too big <laughs> for his britches that night. Yep. Aw. No. Tail's sort Christmas of like tree. staring inside like another. Sonic character. Moving on. Um, We're yeah, not going yeah. back. <laughs> back to the past. Now we're going forward to the Wing Fortress Zone. Now this is absolutely a King's Quest track. Oh, yes. Alright, Air Force cadets. Sonic's on his way. You know what to do. Shoot those eggs. <laughs> By the way, I love how I've been so eager to get on this Sonic podcast. I literally proceed to compare this to every other video game under the sun. There are comparisons to be made. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like exists in a bubble. Except for, except for Sonic in that one. You beat me to it. <laughs> in a certain 8-bit game. I knew I belonged here. <laughs> Yeah, like, I don't even need to hear the demo version to hear, like, all of the horns and the big snare and everything. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to hearing it. <laughs> I am, too. Let's, uh, let's give it a listen. Oh, yeah. Oh! All 
right, Space Force cadets. <laughs> I was yeah. gonna say the tr- the Mega Drive track and the demo track are one to one. Like, there's no question. What do you even say about this? It's it's just that. Uh, yeah, right. Like, like, I love this. It's really good. It's the end credits theme to a Raiden game. <laughs> oh wow, that's a bold. had the same tempo as the Mega Drive version, this would be a great, like, uh, shmup, like, battle theme. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, that's Here's what I'm your saying. first boss. Managed to get to the second level of Xevious. Like, there is something, like, it's really, you know, heroic and, uh, there's some finality to it. Like, I feel like this would play during the medal ceremony from Star Wars Episode Four. I was going to uh, say, yeah. this feels like you getting, like, promoted within a military game or something. Yeah, something like that. I and mean, something awful happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, a tornado. It's carrying a car. <laughs> oh, no, the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> Andros is attacking again. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this is the game with the death egg in it, so... Yep. I'm yeah. thinking, like, when he was, like, composing this, like, a music master was like borrow a little bit from John Williams as a tree. Yeah. yeah. A I tree. mean, it's only fair John Williams stole from everyone else. Touche. <laughs> I've heard some of those. Speaking of the death egg. Oh, the one you hear for about three seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this always suggested to me that the, the death egg was going to be a bigger level. In fact, there is concept art of like a whole like space level. So that was the death egg. So. And once again, like the thematic linking between this track and the previous one, you can hear in this sort of semi-dissonant melody. Yeah! Like, this definitely does fit a space-themed stage, although, like, obviously the uh, Sonic 3 Death Egg track is going to stick more in my mind just because I've heard it a lot more. Yeah, you got to spend some time in that level before you had to fight the bosses. And what I dig about this is that it, it gives sort of like dystopian vibes, whereas like in the last track, you had this very like triumphant and like militaristic like theme going on that you could see in like a sort of like like dystopian future sort of story. Here you have a more sinister, techno-y rendition of that same theme, where it's sort of given you a hint at, oh, wait, there's something else going on here. Like, in case there was any shadow of a doubt that Eggman is up to no good. Yeah, there's an interesting contrast where, you know, kind of the backing track is feels a lot more kind of sinister to it, while this main melody is very kind of almost whimsical. The, kind, the sort of thing you hear if you're free-floating in space, not a care in the world, bouncing yeah, on the moon. You're right. It's almost like a parody of itself. Yeah, it, yeah. it creates a weird sort of back-and-forth between the two uh, tracks. Sorry, I'm just... I, I, I don't want to get dragged down by one point, but the, the, when Griffin was like, oh yeah, just in case you all were, there was any other doubt that Eggman was up to something. Yeah. yeah, he just built a giant space station with his face on it, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting the feeling there's something up about this guy. No, I'm not Listen, about the this man music. went out of his way to create a theme park in orbit. I think he may be on the up and up. I don't know about you. <laughs> Let's see if the demo track is on the up and up. I'm getting major Star Fox vibes. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah. 
That sounds like like a MIDI person singing. Yeah, it's a one of those like, synth voices. Uh, I quite like it. Yeah. <laughs> it's 8-bit Hatsune Miku. Well, no, 16-bit Hatsune Miku. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that Sega connection. I mean, listen, she just finished the Pokemon collab. Who's to say this one isn't next? Well, she's done a little with Sonic before, but, you know. That's true. I mean, I, I'm just, God, imagine that's the next song she brings out, like... Death Egg Zone or by Hudson <laughs> She's already got the Sonic hoodie. Yeah, there you Gosh. go. I'm sorry, just got the image now in my head of like instead of her pigtails, like the the laser wings from Supreme poking out of her oh head. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I like this one. This definitely has like that sort of creepy space station vibe to it. Yeah. Like I definitely feel like. This wouldn't be out of place in, say, something like a Jet Force Gemini or something. The, the, the horns maybe sound a bit out of place, I will admit, compared to the rest of uh, the track. I wonder if there's some just trying to bring back that sort of what was going on in Wing Fortress with the horns, maybe. Maybe. Like continuing the theme a little. And, uh, and Star Wars in it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's keep the Death Egg train rolling with the final boss theme. Step boy, it's your pants time. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta wait for that very precise window. Yeah, this is more in tune with the kind of stuff that was going on in Sonic 1 with the, the pace of this track. But, A little you know, bit, yeah. It fits. It fits this yeah. boss. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's... That's kind of thematically appropriate because when you go from the beginning of Sonic 1, which again, like comparatively speaking, was smaller in scale, to this giant space station with a giant robot, it makes sense that you would want to bring back some themes from the original game to sort of emphasize this is where your journey started and this is what it's culminated to. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what else? The, you know, now I think about it, I haven't thought about this before. It's got that Imperial March vibe. Oh, yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Like, specifically the percussion. Yeah. I really like that, like, warning sound synth. I could not imagine this track without it. That, that playing, as the, as you realize what you're getting yourself into, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> it's great. But we're going to jump forward to hear the demo version of this track, which should be equally imperial, let's say. section yeah i i feel like you know it's i feel what it's trying to go for but i think that the instrument choice the midi instruments are there are just not really doing it any huge favors in that department i have yeah. to agree like again it's not like it's bad or anything it's just like that softness of the main melody there is sort of like not matching the overall theme like or at the mood of the theme it's so it works more as a theme for a character than it does, like, the ocean oh, is the giant robot theme that it actually is in the game. Yeah, it, it feels like it needs a little more oomph somehow. 
yeah, like, I, I think you hit it right on the nose, Chris. This is more like the theme of, like, if you had a character in a game where, like, you were friends with them at one point, but then it culminated to, like, oh, we're on opposite ends of this now and we oh, have to yeah. fight. Yeah, like the Sonic Bible story of Sonic the You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. It all comes you know? back. Exactly. Yeah, but that... And this also, yeah, again, a, a little start, a little more Imperial Marchy when you put it like this. But I do think it's fully realized in the Mega Drive version. Yeah, I definitely agree. But assuming you actually beat this thing, which is not an easy feat, you might hear a song that should sound a little familiar for fans of a certain group. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I can't hear this without hearing the lyrics from Sonic Shits 2. <laughs> the fans are quite dismayed. The real eight's been delayed. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, this is a... Uh, what a... Like, obviously, we mentioned before in our Sonic 2 episode that this was like a gift, essentially, from Master Nakamura. It's like, this is our new big showstopper song, uh, and you get it as yeah. the ending theme, and... yeah. God, that's it's a hell of a ballad, this. Like, again, very rock opera. Mm-hmm. It's just a real-ass song, and I I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I know they're coming up on here, but I love the original versions. It's so good. It's. I feel like it would be hard to translate a you know real-ass song to the Genesis sound chip and make it sound good, but they pulled it off. Oh, yeah. And it is the theme of Tails looking up into the sky and realizing what he must do and flying up to catch Sonic and ah, oh, beautifully timed. I'm almost getting like MacArthur Park vibes from this. I could hear that, yeah. Yeah, like someone left their cake out in the rain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, in my in my case, I hear the Weird Al version first, but. I mean, you know, me too. <laughs> Not gonna lie, me too. I didn't recognize who that was until you sung that little bit, and I'm like, oh, yeah. But here's the thing. My base knowledge of pop music was wholly inspired by Weird Al. I, I heard the oh, parodies yeah. first, and then like, oh, yeah. I wonder what this is based on. And I mean, then, yeah, yeah me too. Like, I, I heard Amish Paradise before Gangster's Paradise. Yeah. I heard, like, Achy Breaky Song before Achy Breaky Heart. Look, you know? as a... As a <laughs> As a young little Christian kid who only listened to a local Power 88 station, I that is exactly how it went for me, <laughs> yep. too. Exactly. It's like, oh, yeah, Weird Al, he doesn't say swears. <laughs> Wait, all this is real music? <laughs> oh God. Wait, what was it really about? This isn't about food. This is about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this isn't about surgery. This is also about fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the real Bohemian Rhapsody so slow? <laughs> Where's the accordions? <laughs> uh, we really are going back to the nineties for this episode. A little bit. <laughs> I mean, it was inevitable. Yep. Speaking of going back to the nineties, let's listen to the demo version, which is, you know, it's the demo version, but it's not the original version. Let's say no, it's not. Uh, it's a it's a weird in between. Yep. Yeah, they love the, they love those trumpets in this one. In yeah, this really track, they Masato Nakamura spent a lot of time in Hoenn. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, I don't know what it was like when it came to like the jump between consoles. Like every single like 
video game that I came across at that age just had all the fake trumpets put in for whatever reason. I, I think it's a case of like a lot of these original tracks were written with real instruments in mind and in a lot of cases those were trumpets but we're so used to the synthesized sound from the chips. The bleeps and bloops. They just didn't read that way in our mind until years later yeah. when we, they started like doing arrangements of the songs. But this lead trumpet is, of course, like kind of the theme of Sonic throughout this. Uh, so it's like taking the love song that this originally was and making it about um, a blue hedgehog, which I approve of. I had that sort of love for Sonic the Hedgehog growing up. <laughs> Again, theme of love. Yeah. This is, as you said, a show-stopping number. Like this is like before you get the the cast lining up to bow. Yeah, like it's a, it's a perfect way to send things off for the final cutscene. And yeah, uh, of course, as we mentioned, this is based on the Dreams Come True song "Sweet, Sweet, Sweet," which we're going to play a little bit of. Not not all of it in the full edit, just because we don't want to get copyright struck right. but it's uh, on the album <laughs> yeah it's it's on the album it's on the album both in the original japanese and the english version along with the uh, arrangements by akon for sonic 2006 so which look i don't i'll just state this publicly i like those versions from 06 they're fine i think most people just remember that <laughs> the english version opens with we lay like lovers in a long embrace <laughs> or warm embrace excuse me which is <laughs> look after you've just gone through that game might be a little shocking anyway just had to get that off my chest folks exactly well so did they apparently <laughs> Remember to keep talking so we don't get yep. copyright yep. struck. <laughs> so how about the local sports team? Uh, audio jungle. I liked it when they kicked the home run. <laughs> no, this is more of like, and here she is, your new queen of the universe. <laughs> I'm a rock it man. Rocket man. <laughs> Burning up my fuse out here. Alone. <laughs> See, this is the this, these are the vocals I've been picturing over all of these. Yeah, like once once I heard this for the first time, I think through the uh, remixes in 06, that was when everything clicked and it really was like, oh, okay, that all makes sense now. I understand now. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember when I first heard these. I think it might have been before 06, but I didn't really... I don't think I understood like all of the context. Like I might not have understood like who Masato Nakamura was and who, you know, uh, uh, dreams come true was. Yeah. But I remember hearing this on some Sonic site and being like, Oh, that's a whole song. Uh, okay. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. This was definitely where I first, kind of, where it first kind of clicked for me. And I, uh, you know, started to look more into, everything around the Sonic 1 and 2 soundtracks and Dreams Come True and all that stuff. I do feel like, yeah, them bringing this back for 06, in a way, was kind of like they're saying, we're going back to our roots. <laughs> yeah, they sure were. But but also, like, it kind of, like, gives Elise another love song to sing about her head, the, the hedgehog that she loves. So, um, <laughs> if you think about it. Yep. Uh, like, I admit, I'm so used to the English lyrics that it's a little surreal hearing the uh, Japanese, but 
Yeah, I can't remember. Are they this? Are they the same as the the O six version for Sweet Dream? I Which, think so. Technically, yeah, technically these are two different songs. This is Sweet, 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 and the English version is Sweet Dream. I'm pretty sure that is uh, Nakamura doing the yeah, yeah, oh, cool. yeah. Get out of that nineties ass yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Kirk Franklin on a guest and on a gospel track. Yep. Yeah, oh. they, that Christina Aguilera quality to it. <laughs> let's li- let's listen to a little bit of the English version. Yeah. Now this is gonna make it sound like a Disney song at the end of that film. <laughs> it already sounds like a Christmas song. Oh God, you're right with the bells. I start playing this at the end of October rather than the alternative. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you know what this kind of reminds me of is the ballads from the animated, the first animated Swan Princess. (laughs) That's a weird movie, has some really good original songs, for the most part. I can sing, what else? What else is there? Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, do you think any kids listened to the English lyrics to this the first time and were like, wow, Tails really loves Sonic? (laughs) <laughs> I would not be surprised. Yeah, I, I really like this song. It's a good song. It's, it's just really, a really good ballad. I mean, it's good. There's no two toot Sonic Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> it's no You're My Hero. Do the impossible, see the invisible. <laughs> it's no All I Need Is You. And the staff roll to cap things off. Again, no demo version because it's just the medley. Yeah. A, little, a little original med- uh, melody to begin with, though, that lasts for a few seconds. Yeah. I like how it mi- mixes up the order. I do like the staff rolls that have little bits of uh, songs from the game. I don't know. Just Yeah, it, it's like a best of sort of. Yeah, that was one of my favorite things they brought back for generations. That really felt like they brought the whole thing together. Yeah. Like, I've heard the Generations version so many times that we were listening just now to the uh, Sonic 1 staff roll. I hear Green Hill and I expect to uh, go into Chemical Plant and I'm a little, like, weirded out when it doesn't. Exactly. That emotional whiplash. There's that Hidden Palace theme. Mm. Further emphasizing that these were all supposed to be, you know, part of the uh, main line of stages itself. Crouching Hedgehog Hidden Palace. <laughs> <laughs> ah, look out, Tails, they're back. He's, they've got fruit pastels, watch out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Oh, wait. <laughs> I mean, when you listen to the order now, God, that's... Yeah. yeah. Well, the order wasn't the same in uh, the Sonic 1 medley, unless those also got shifted around, so... Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, actually, I think it, they did, because I think Labyrinth Zone was going to be at, like, the second level in the original version of the game. Can you imagine? I choose not to. <laughs> Ah, that nice little percussion breakdown. Yes. <laughs> little rolls. Yeah, the like with the last staff credits rolling in this one, it's I like the fact that they use the drums as a transition between songs because it's just like a really solid way to 
keep tempo or change tempo and then go back into the melody. is Sonic 2. Almost. Not quite, because there is still one unused song. We're on the home stretch. Ah yes, loading up sound tests to, and like listening to all the songs from the game and then being like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> this little fella. I, re- <laughs> I remember people being genuinely angry that this wasn't used in Hidden Palace officially. Because lots of people have seen that for years, like, oh, so Hidden Palace, the one the one scrap level we know about, that it was for that, right? But no. Here's the funny thing about this. Like, I mean, yes, it has a bit of a, like, beat to it, but the melody itself almost sounds like something from a traditional, like, fantasy RPG. Like, you're right, yeah. Yeah. Like, taking it back to, uh, you know, adventure games as we have, like, I feel like this belongs in Loom. Mm, A little bit. But yeah, like, our understanding is that this was actually intended for a cutscene. So, you know, and, you know, listening to it, I can hear it, but I'm eager to see how it sounds in the demo to see if that also kind of tracks. So let's give that a look-see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, this is just like the title screen for a fantasy game. Or it's like, you freed the old wizard enchan- like entombed in crystal, and now he chooses to empower you with this new ability, blah, blah, blah. Seek out these four crystals, each imbued with the power of one of the elements. Here is the map. Where do you wish to go? <laughs> These are the faces of evil. Yeah. Squadala, we're off. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> I guess that's worth a kiss, huh? Huh, I won! <laughs> I do I do like this, though. Like, I, you're right that this would fit perfectly in, like, a fantasy yeah. setting. Ooh. See the way it ends? Yeah, <laughs> getting very Final Fantasy near the like end. Yeah, that. dropping out after the first loop. But now that is all of Sonic 2. Woo! We did it. Yeah, we certainly did. And like now having heard all of these demo tracks, I have both a lot more appreciation for the tracks as a whole, kind of seeing where a lot of them came from, but also more appreciation for how they sound on the Mega Drive. Just kind of seeing how they progressed from those demos to the final version and just how those demos got shaped into two absolutely iconic soundtracks that video games would not be the same without. Absolutely. And again, it's given me a new appreciation for just the creative process in general, because like, as, as we've discussed, like a lot of the key concepts behind a lot of the levels, like most assuredly went through a bunch of different drafts. And so seeing how the, different drafts of the accompanying music must have changed in order to fit those changes. It's something very interesting to think about because again, I found myself almost preferring some of the demo drafts over the final cuts yeah. in some cases. And so it just makes me stop and think, what if when it comes to a handful of them and what they could have like changed potentially in terms of the overall themes and like 
vibes of certain Sonic levels going forward. It just makes me wonder if Masato like was like pl- play was playing Sonic Two, ready to hear his new soundtrack. It's like, wait a minute, that was meant for a desert level. What are you doing, lads? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! It just makes me glad that this like exists period and was archived so well and that this like album exists at all (laughs) like i'm sure it's a good combination of like the fact that uh nakamura owns these like or you know like still owns the rights to these and also still has a relationship with sega to where they could put this out and feature these these you know sega's pretty cagey with like behind the scenes stuff i feel like it's only recently we've we've started to or the most of our knowledge on behind the scenes stuff is unofficial and comes from people like rescuing documents and digging into roms and Mm. i'm just glad this is out there and and fairly easily accessible for sure absolutely yeah this was this was my time sorry this is my first time hearing a lot of these demos i think i heard maybe a couple of these in a previous episode we did but i I feel the same way in regards of like it's really cool to listen to these because you get to hear that progression from a demo to the full product and you get to appreciate the musical process much more and learning like what gets enhanced what gets cut what gets switched around it's really cool to see these comparisons back and forth Absolutely. And I know I've gone through that personally a few times, like during my time as a professional musician, where I would be in like the booth with like the mixer, you know, and the rest of the guys in the band and just thinking what needs to be redone, what needs to be tweaked a little bit to maybe help emphasize this part of the song or who needs a little more representation and just... It always gives me an immense amount of joy because on top of the other things I do, I also occasionally do like audio engineering stuff. And so just hearing these sorts of like source files, as it were, and just Mm. letting the imagination run wild as to what the series of events could have been to result in the final product, it just makes me endlessly fascinated. It's just fun to think like some of the most iconic Sonic songs that we've ever heard were just some was one guy dinking around on a keyboard (laughs) and and look what came of it, man. It's fantastic. I mean, here's the thing. If we can get like a full hour plus video essay on the like Roblox oof, why can't we get it on some of these? I know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Need the information, Sega. Someone needs to seek it out because... To this day, people are still theorizing as to everything that came behind Sonic 2. Even after all the stuff that came out about the time travel stuff, there's still so much we don't know about this little game. Like, Sonic 1, plenty, but Sonic 2, it's an eternal mystery. Which is why I'm announcing our new initiative to hold Mark Cerny at gunpoint and force him to tell us all of the uh, Sonic 2 secrets. Exactly. Yeah, what happened in that little uh, Los Angeles office? (laughs) Yeah, I want some of the drama. Yeah, what happened in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, the room where it happened. Uh, <laughs> Yuji Naka, insider trading, probably. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that brings us to the end of our discussion. Griffin, thank you so much for joining us. This was a ton of fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm legit honored to be able to join in on not only the fun, but also just the the, the conversations in general. Like, I, I can't express how much fun I had being here with you guys. And if at all possible, I'd love to be back again sometime. For sure. Oh, yeah, uh, care to plug your socials while you're here? 
Absolutely. Um, if I can find them, because I can never really remember all these things. Uh, I will say, if you want to check out some of my video content, because I will occasionally do video essays and song covers, you can find me at youtube.com slash cyberneticpinkeye. And uh, if you want to find me on multimedia, uh, you can find me over at uh, twitter.com slash cpinkeye. I don't care what everyone else is calling it these days. Uh, yeah, that's about the long and short of it. Uh, thanks again for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, we've got to bring you back uh, so we can hear more of your unpopular opinions on things. <laughs> Hell yeah, this guy knows. I, I'm in at least one of those videos watching you suffer, so I feel pretty good about myself. <laughs> You've been in a handful. It's true. But speaking of socials, uh, you can find me on different social medias as Rock the Jake, and you can find me on Twitch as Mr. Rock the Jake. You can find me on various social media platforms at Cyberlink420. And you can find me around the internet under the name Game Buddy, sometimes with a 123, including Blue Sky Now. And you can still find me on Twitter at Great Job Jeremy. And you can find me all across the internet on even more social media platforms as before as we all get on our lifeboats and try to screw ourselves to safety. That's <laughs> at Falero. That's F-A-U-L-E-R-R-O. Love that jingle. And in this very musical and wonderful episode, of course, we thank Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp, and you can find her on the socials as Amy Waters. We also ask you to remember to please subscribe, review, share, etc. Any way that we can get this podcast out. Because, uh, you know, we do all sorts of fun things on here. We have a fanfic episode one week, and then we have a listening party another week, and then we just do all sorts of crazy cool things. And it'd be cool to be able to share this with more people. So please do that. Do it for the kids. Yes, do it for the kids. And speaking of the kids, <laughs> uh, our next episode is going to be about the... Uh, well, I guess it's not brand new at the time anymore, but uh, Sonic Superstars, the newest uh, mm. uh, classic Sonic game in that 3D, 2D space kind of thing. God, first, that's going to be our first episode of the new year, by the way. I just remembered where we are on the schedule. And as we close out 2023 with everything that happened, we're going to talk about something that happened at the end of 2023. That's Sonic Superstars, a classic, a new classic game that I'm rather looking forward to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to Superstars and to our discussion thereof. I think it's going to be a good Most time. Most definitely. But I believe that will wrap us up for this episode. And this year! And this year! And for this year, yes. Thank <laughs> you. Happy New Year soon, everyone. Yeah, and you know, I'm going to take a moment. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to us throughout 2023. Uh, I feel like the quality and just the fun levels of the podcast went up even more than it did last year and i'm so looking forward to what the podcast has for us in 2024 and please please again share this around please join us and we're just gonna have a whole lot of fun in the new year yeah we we've got some plans oh boy <laughs> I cannot wait Thank you for supporting us in our first full, actual, complete year of the podcast. Yeah. Wild that we're still doing this, but it turns out we really like talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. We have problems. <laughs> I love learning about Sonic the Hedgehog, so there we go. <laughs> Look, let's be let's be real. It's just filling time until we finish all the plans for our all Diddy Kong Racing podcast series. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that. <laughs> but uh, I have been Roth the Jake. I'm Cyberlink. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Falero. And I'm Cybernetic Pink Eye. Boohoohoo! Robotic curated the perfect woman but forgot to waterproof her! <laughs> oh my god, I know where that's from. Oh boy. <laughs> <sighs>
This has been The Hill is Always Greener, and we will see you on the other side of 2024. And 2024! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! I need Dang to waterproof it. the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>